0: Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Tab, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Negro, and we're live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And today, the big 5-0, 50 episodes. I can't believe we're here. We'll, uh, we'll drink to that. Um, we, got the big, we got the big man on campus who's, uh, who's been there from the beginning. Uh, pretty much paved the way for me. And uh, we got Mr., uh, the, I want to say one of the best handles we got on twitter the stallion uh who's been uh you know we got his kids on the show we got everybody on the show it's perfect so thank you guys for coming on i just wanted to start off by saying that thank you guys for all the support thank you guys for watching commenting i want to thank nilesh bw circles check him out with all the edits it's it's been it's been a blast to talk to you guys in the good and the bad but we're finally back and uh Unfortunately, it wasn't the result that I was looking to be celebrating this milestone. But it is what it is. It's Juve. We should be uh, really not surprised. But again, welcome, Al. Welcome, James. I appreciate you guys coming on to celebrate. Thank you for
1: uh, hosting, buddy. 50 good shows, man. It's uh, kept me entertained.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, yeah, without further ado, obviously today we got some Canadian boys. But we had uh, Chiesa Day. and. I guess uh, Juve was trying to, you know, lighten the mood after uh, after what had happened uh, midweek. But obviously, we introduced Chiesa and you know, we put out an edit and uh, simply, you know, we I wanted to ask something different than usual, and maybe not talk about, you know, he thanked his former president, he thanked uh, Fiorentina. Obviously, he was, he, you know, the the the, the usual conversation Can in you a press call com-
2: them though, Daniel.
0: I don't think so. Well, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get to that. begged for it. He begged for
1: it. He begged for, <laughs> we'll
0: for get, that. Thank you. We'll get into that. So on the edit, I obviously said, if you had the chance, if you're part of the media, what would you ask him? And now, fortunately, you know, James was, you know, he was right on there, and he got, he got me laughing actually uh, on the first one that he put, and and he goes, possible to change your first name? The last guy with the same name from Fiorentina didn't work out so well, so. <laughs> I mean, little jabs there. That was perfect. That made me laugh. And then again, right on your point now, why didn't you call Kamiso? You deeply upset the old man. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, uh, very interesting. Also from uh, another, uh, from also a a big contributor, Iskander from uh, Singapore. Check out his podcast. He's, I think, about four or five episodes deep there at the JSG podcast. And uh, he goes, will you leave Fiorentina and join Juventus on a permanent transfer? So I guess more looking at the, uh, the, the actual uh, deal. But uh, And who do you want to partner up with if you have the chance? That's a pretty good question. Al, if you, had, if you had to ask Chiesa, what would you ask him, buddy? Oh, man. Honestly,
2: I would ask him since he's been shifted around everywhere. Where he sees himself, like, ideally positional-wise and fitting in and whatnot, because, like, you've seen him kind of scattered everywhere amongst uh, the Azzurri, Fiorentina, like, right across the top, and now, obviously, wing-back. i just ask him positionally where he feels most comfortable and thinks he is his true position, you know? Um, And hope that Pirlo hears it, and maybe fucking, I don't know, maybe it's not (laughs) what he's trying to do with him.
0: Yeah, no, that's, yeah, we'll get into that one, definitely. But, uh, no, for me, I think it would be, like, you know, do you really know what it means that, like to play for this club? You know, are you? This is uh, this is more than just your walk in the park. Yeah, sure, you were, you know, grown up in the club of of Fiorentina, but you know, this is more than just uh, you know showing up for the jersey, patting the jersey. This is going on, performing, and winning. And I mean, so far, I think it's been you know he's getting used to it. He even commented it on the, in the in the press conference. There's a lot to learn. You know, he hasn't really talked with Ronaldo yet, but um, yeah, definitely, you know, six games in seven games in, we got, we got a lot to, uh, and then the last one, obviously, um, BW circles, my buddy Nalesh again, do whatever you want, but please don't turn into the next Bernardeschi So again, common thread, uh, among the, among the fans, uh, today, but we'll get into some news as always. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo needed to test negative by 3 PM today. He did. Um, a little bit more kind of context with that. Uh, obviously, he needs to test negative again tomorrow. That'll allow him to join the group. He's going to be on an indiv- individual mandate, mandate, probably, you know, getting on the pitch, hitting some, knocking some balls around, and, you know, hopefully uh, putting in some work. And then if all goes well, if there wasn't, you know, a false test, then he'll be able to join the team, obviously be able to fly. And I believe there is also a third test. Uh, that happens before the game so again that was reported by romeo gresti just wanted to let you guys know if you hadn't you know heard the news um dibala you know there's been a lot of talk dibala going to real madrid for venetius and uh, i believe it was isco possibly to the bench this weekend reports from sky uh what are you guys' takes on that what do you what do you think going on and obviously the contract again before you get there, the contract, his agent obviously leaving with nothing. We talked about in the transfer window that supposedly after the window, this shit was going to get done. You guys know the whole story. I know you guys are beating your heads, but give us your thoughts.
1: I think this is all contract. This is all the contract and nothing against the Bala, but I think his professional team around him is doing him wrong. And he isn't mentally strong enough as a player to handle the pressure. They view him, they value him at that $15 million player.
0: He isn't. So you, so you don't think he has, or you think the club doesn't think he's mentally capable?
1: I, I don't think or he's both. mentally capable. I don't think the club thinks he's mentally capable. Okay. If he was mentally capable, we wouldn't have these rumors of... The, of um, uh, what was it after uh, Champions League there? Who slapped him?
0: Uh, Danny Alves.
1: Danny Alves slapped him in the room. Like, the, the, we keep hearing these stories. And this time, like this game against Barcelona, this was his time to shine. Ronaldo wasn't there. This was his time. Take the mantle, go for it. Prove that you're that $15 million player. I understand he's coming from injuries. That, but he, d- he didn't take the mantle. And you have that floating around. Then you have these agents. And this is the thing with, with the soccer agents. That's different than everywhere else. Why you hear these rumors of this guy, player X and player Y. and player Because that's what they do. The agent's job is to go get the best value for the, for the guy. So when we heard these rumors of Messi coming to Juve, I'm pretty sure that the agent had a conversation with Juve. The amount of plausibility of this ever happening, it would have been like seven other things needed to happen before it happened. So even this rumor of him going to Real Madrid, I'm sure three other things would need to happen before that can even get there. But that's their job. Their job is to go create these kind of... Rumors or, or just the thoughts in the head, and that's the that's how the Ronaldo how Ronaldo came to Juve. Nobody thought he was going to come to Juve, but what needed to happen? Real Madrid right. needed to piss him off enough. No other no other teams would be able to fork up the money for him, and and that's how Juve got front of the line, and why we got Ronaldo. So, Ebola. <laughs>
0: Man. I'm gonna well, get fucking this, this, fired up this, right I, was, of- I was just about to say Yeah, I, know I, I, I saw Al's face, face. Go. I saw the beer come up So <laughs> I'm gonna get fired up right
2: out of the fucking gate Here's the thing 15 million okay Bullshit I f- First of all I call bullshit They're even fucking asking for 15 And if they are, great Because Juve is the king of nickel and diamond Everybody until they fucking brought in Ronaldo So an asking price? Sure. Of course he's going to barter and take yeah. a lower wage. Why wouldn't he? If he didn't want to, he could have left when he had the opportunity when we were trying to shop him like crazy. If he really wanted that money, there was teams lining up, and they would have paid him. They would have paid him. He chose to stay. DiBala is with us because he chose to stay. And at what point in management, because I am in management, you take your talent – and you try to put them in the best position possible to succeed. So while we want to shit on DiBala after two fucking games of him coming back, might I add, after being solid his entire tenure with us, other than one fucking season where the whole team played like shit, one bad season, great stats, great numbers, last year winning the MVP, playing fantastic football, and his most consistent season last year. He had two off performances last year's entirety this season we want to rag on him so hard after two bad performances his first two performances on a team he didn't get a preseason with on a team where everybody is playing like dog shit right now when Juan Cuadrado is one of your best fucking guys how can we shit on DiBala like the whole team played like dog shit against Barcelona to pick this guy out. My my issue is... If you're in management... You take your talent... You try to put them in the best possible place to succeed. If you really want to lock him in... And you want him... You want that off his mind... If you're Juve... Like if I'm Juve... I want to get that thing wrapped up... If I truly go out there... And tell the media... Like Paratici keeps fucking doing... Neva keeps... He's our future... He's our... Well you know what? If he is your future... Lock him in and take that off his head so that he can fucking just focus and go on the game. Why have all this looming around and then you've got Madrid? Fuck Vinicius. Fuck uh, Marcello, Isco. Who gives a shit? All that happens to every other player. I just don't. We have given this kid so many reasons and slapped him in the face so many times. It wouldn't be a surprise to me if, yeah, he does crumble, but we've done nothing to be that support for him and say, you know what? We are going to stand behind you. Let's lock you in. We believe in you. Instead, it's all this doubt. It's all this, we just put the shit to him. And
1: you know what? I'm not really surprised, but to it, single but is this that, guy is out. that his management team? Is to that single- his management team, though? Because if they came to him and said, here's $10 million, would he accept it? Or is his management team sitting there and saying, no, he's a $15 million player?
0: Right, but you got to you got to remember too, James, that it could be you know it's going to be back and forth. You know he's going to see. That's say, well, just negotiations. But at the, think we're at the end of the day,
2: at the end of but the day, if you're going to continuously go out and say this guy is your future, why cast the doubt in him and build this, make this mountain out of this anthill? There's there's no.
1: No, I mean, man. Talking, I, I, I think we're I talking the, the same. That. I think we're talking the same thing. He can still be considered the future. However, financially, he cannot be a... F- like, if you rate him, at, take a look at all the other yeah, $15 million players... Take, take the players numbers that are out, out of it,
2: though, James. I'm saying, I'm saying, take the numbers right out of it, man. I'm not even talking numbers. I'm just saying, the treatment towards him is not that of one you would do for someone you consider your future. Yeah. They want to sell him. They will sell him at the end of the season. It doesn't take that long to figure out this contract. In my yeah. mind, it's clear as day, Juventus wants to move along with him. But I think that people need to understand the club is not innocent in all this, and they're not being up front. And you know what? If they want to sell them, just fucking say, like, we're shopping them. Like, I don't think we're going to renew – whatever. But they're not yeah. doing any, any services to the kid, and they haven't. And the kid did everything in his power – to stay regardless of the treatment he's had up until that point. All the tension with Allegri, he never said a goddamn thing. Now people are picking everything on this kid. It's like yeah. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, a couple fans get this idea, yeah, you know what? I'd sell Dabala. I would sell him. So he comes back from injury, barely trains. He trains like 10 minutes. Pirlo wants to give him some a run-in against a shit club. The whole team's playing like shit anyways. We lose, or no, we draw. And, yeah, Debal is noticeably off other than the last 25 minutes where all of a sudden he shows you what he can do and turns into our best on the pitch. And all of a sudden now fans are picking somebody else. No, that game changed because of Kuleshevsky. Yeah, no, Dybala's gone. We got to sell it. It's up. the game before yes. that.
1: So the it, game before that, when Chiesa uh, got the red card and then Debala didn't play. So De went straight to Paratici and complained that he never got on. Yeah, but
2: what's, wrong, know, with gotta, what's is, wrong with this? What's wrong with the being upset? He's stuff. not Daniele Rugani. He's not going to fucking sit on the bench for five years and be like, "Hey, cool. Hey, Pinsolio, save my spot. I'm going to go take a shit. I'm going to come back." It's De man.
0: Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me just take this. Let me take this one way. So again, we'll talk about that. So one thing you got to remember. Well, at least this is how I see it. The kid has been, you know, tar- you know, targeted by the fans because of one, he gets injured against Lyon. And now everybody's talking about, oh, he never shows up in Champions League. Look at what Ronaldo does. Uh, he, Dybala wanted to get injured, apparently, according to, against Lyon and didn't want to play. So that's looming over his head. Now he's got a rehab in a short off season. He comes back. This kid's roaring to, you know, to show something. He wants to do something. But you know what, now Pirlo's not going to even give him the chance. Maybe he, you know what, as a player, that's what you're thinking. You want, you're want, you not necessarily looking for the best interests. Maybe he wasn't 100%. Maybe he was 30%. Maybe he was 50%. Okay, so the coach probably made the right decision. But at the end of the day, as a player, you're going to be fired up. You're like, I'm ready to go. I want to help this team. We're not playing that well. We had a shitty performance against Roma. We couldn't even have the chance to play. And I guarantee you, if he would have played Napoli, it would not have been. It would have been ugly. It would have been brutal. So then you're having that loom over your head, and then again there's okay contract talks. Honestly, I don't think they've even met. If you want me to be honest, and I guarantee you they haven't even met because Juve lowballed his ass at probably eight nine million. I can guarantee you that right now. Again, that's my opinion. I don't. I didn't hear that from him, but that's what my thoughts are. They lowballed his ass, and that's why they're coming up at fifteen million because they're trying to make the case for him. You know, he's got to look out for himself. This is, you know. Again, you look at injuries. The guy, he, he's got to get a lock in a contract to secure his future. He's an athlete. A lot of athletes get in shit for you know for for looking out for themselves. But at the end of the day, if we want to talk like it's a business, like we all like to you know say it is, then he's got to look at it as a business as well. That's one thing. Mentality. So, like I said, then you're it's a player.
2: You're right, man. Like I'm just saying. What I'm saying is. It's right now everybody's targeting him and not looking at the, well, the club involvement. The it's it's a two-way street. Like it's just that's what it is. Well, and I can it's attest. really hard to lowball fucking Dybala with eight million when you've paid shitheads six million.
0: Well, exactly. I, would
2: la- I would laugh at that. I would laugh I at that. I think that's what it is. And and you know, he's got every right to laugh at that contract. If you see Sammy Kadir say, sitting there making six million, not even train like just yeah. fucking being there, and you're Paolo Dybala. You think Paolo Dybala should accept eight or nine million? I would laugh no, no at that way. offer. I would laugh at that offer too. But the thing, it just, it, it's just—it's crazy to me because all of a sudden this switch has happened. It's almost like Juventus want to, like, there's this—they play devil's advocate.
1: No, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here.
0: No, no, but hold on, hold all on, right. James. Let me say no. one thing though. The it, Al's got a good point there's a, and this is what i've been noticing lately on on twitter and it pisses me the fuck off and don't be afraid to swear because there's it's going to be an interesting episode but there's a lot of fans that don't put any skin in the game they don't put their heart on the line they play devil's advocate and they always want to be right so they say oh when we lose oh it's okay it was a tough draw in the champions league oh this they look at it this way they look at it that way it's not that bad There's too many people that just want to go contra. And I say it all the time. They want to be the against. So they'll be, when the ball is playing well, they, and I'm not even talking, I'm not even getting into the Ronaldo fans. That's even a whole, you know, subject on its own. They're
1: their their own universe. I can't talk
0: about that tonight. So that, like, it's honestly, and you know what? uh, As a club, you know, what happened if, from what happened last uh, the year before when they shopped them, if you want to truly make a statement, you make this deal, whether that be before transfer or not, because you want to say, okay, we do believe in you, we want you to be the future. We're we're gonna put our money where the proverbial mouth is. They didn't do that. Juve has eighty nine point seven million in debt right now. I guarantee you, and I and I meant I I didn't catch your live with the end of the live with uh, with Graham there. So I don't know if you guys answered the question now, but I think that Juve is going to shop him to pay that debt because yes. he's got the biggest value. They can go to Real Madrid and they can put on a fucking massive tag, like 100-whatever million, and they're going to try and clear that out because at the end of the day, they don't give a shit. They're going to leave Ronaldo to go to it. They're going to keep making the money there. And then they're going to try and figure it out as they always do, where we're in June and, trying and to And that's
2: just, just it. And I said, I said that. I said that. I yeah. said they're going to they're gonna move. Them. I said that earlier here in this. I was like, it's just there's no way it takes this long to do it. Just don't stop feeding the lines with the yep. future and all this shit. We know what you're going to do because – and it's, it's wrong in my opinion. But what I don't like and what I was going to touch on is just the fact that there's a lot of people now – that I feel have this bias towards him because they're already trying to justify the move. And he's getting almost like, it just feels like this unnecessary wave of attack where it hasn't been consistent with other players and their treatment. Like literally to like attack this guy after last season, what he did after two fucking games of trying to get healthy in an oddball season with all sorts of stuff going on. I just, I don't see it. Whether they're going to get rid of him, the business side of it, the contract, I just don't feel it's terribly justified. That's all. Yeah. The treat, the, just and, the attacks he's getting.
0: And we'll get into the game, like, where he kind of fit in, uh, you know, a couple news strings here. But, yeah, I, I, again, 91 days. Uh, James, I know you wanted to say something. I, don't, I want to let you get your last word in there before. Yeah, uh,
1: no, just because Al brought it up, Kadiras at $6 million. And I agree with you. <laughs> In hindsight, you're like, what the fuck? How is that guy making $6 million? Yeah. But when they signed that deal, what did he have? He's a Champions League winner. He's won a World Cup. This is uh, equivalent to the NHL in the old days, where the guys, when they were, became that free agent in their 30s, they yeah. got paid for what they did in the past, not what their right. future is. And that's what the Kadir contract is. But now the Kadira fighting, extension, James.
2: Their the Kadira extension, though, happened after they signed him. It was two years deep into having Kadira. Yeah. He was already free. You could see he was
1: washed. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to argue with you. It, it was a complete mistake to re-sign him.
0: I, like a, agree, I agree with you there. But
1: the other devil... I'm just going to be devil's advocate here.
0: No, it's fine. I, I like it.
1: Se- the last two seasons... Kadira was playing at the start of the season and we went on good
0: runs. Okay, don't bring up always, oh, Okay, no, nah, I don't want to hear no, that. No, 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 Come, that's what, come a- on, AJ, was yeah. doing the same thing. I don't want to hear that bullshit argument. Holy shit, come on. I don't want to hear that argument. That's literal. That's, it's literally anomaly. But that, and now but all of a sudden it's... I
1: think that's the, big, that's the other big thing that's affecting us this year in the COVID year. In the past with Allegri, any new player that was coming in he didn't play until right. about a month in A month <laughs> even longer and the same with Sari last year he kind of kept with the core guys right but the thing with pietro now is how many new guys are on the starting 11
0: see yeah but it's yeah. okay we'll get, we'll get into that that's that, that's a good point you made there that's a good point obviously we'll get Killini going to be back in the group um He's got to limit his minutes. He can't be going out to these nations. League. I've said it before. Uh, I think everybody's got to be on the same page with that. And um, it's funny. Tutosport put out a, a couple statements saying that the UA management's going to be backing Pirlo, obviously, with the bad start. I mean, it's been six games, guys. Like, again, I was, I had the first date. I was kind of playing, not necessarily devil's advocate, but I hadn't seen the game, so I didn't know really how we played. And you know, I was kind of being like trying to be positive about okay, we lost two nothing Barcelona, whatever. But then I watched the game that night, and uh, we get into uh, you know where you know Kulusevsky was playing, DiBala was playing. I'm not sure if you guys Max Statman uh, tweeted it out uh, where the position on the field of Kulusevsky and uh, DiBala were, and they were really in each other's pockets. Um, and you even look at Cuadrado; they're there on the uh, the right hand side, and it just didn't seem. And we talked about this before the show, uh, as we usually do, uh, kind of just feeling each other out and you know, just t- shooting the shit. But it just doesn't seem like this formation and 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 what's being said is getting through these players. The players are not in the right spot, and this is why uh, you know on one of your posts today, Al, I was like, this is the Allegri way because you know he's. He's throwing guys wherever the hell he needs to. If he needs Emery Chan to play center back, he'll get him to do that. So I don't know if maybe that's what he's getting them into. He thinks he now needs to do that um, or maybe the club's signaling that. But it just seems, you know, obviously there's some stuff that he said in his post-match that we'll get into. But, you know, in terms of how the players, and that's kind of my last news point uh, before we get into the formation. There's about three different formations that I saw yesterday. The one we actually played. The one that UEFA announced at the beginning of the game. <laughs> and the one that, that Juve announced at the beginning of the game on their little, you know, three four one two 4 uh, one 2 little uh, graphic that they put up. So, uh, one, when I'm watching this, and, you know, I usually write notes if I watch it a second time, just so I, that we can, you know, talk about these points in the podcast. But, literally, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, here's one. Here's two. And then I'm watching, I'm like... Well shit, we're playing 4-4-2. What the fuck's going on? So I just want you guys to comment. Obviously, we'll get uh, we'll get Al first on you know the positioning and the formation. Um, but what were your thoughts on, on, on how we lined up uh, yet yeah, on Wednesday? Oh, fuck
2: man, you kind of nailed it on the head. I find I spend 15-20 uh, minutes trying to figure out where everybody's playing first. I'm like distracted from the game because I'm like, yeah, you you see the starting lineup, you envision one thing um you you see the post-match uh, graphics where they post another and you're like oof is this what's happening and then they play and it's a guessing game and you're like jesus christ and it's the one thing that's been constant is i find myself always wondering where these guys are supposed to be playing what are they supposed to be doing if it's that confusing watching it i couldn't imagine being a player in that setup Kulishevsky to me, is the one that sticks out the most as being lost. I don't know. It, it might just be me, but he has looked the one out of place the most other than maybe two appearances that I've seen out of him. Um, oddly enough, one of them was when he ended up out on the left yeah. and he looked pretty good. And then one time when we actually had him as a true winger,
3: yeah.
2: he looked pretty good. Those are the two that stick out to me where I was like, hey, you know what? He could do this. But again, somewhere along the lines, it just doesn't work as a collective for Juve right now. It feels like in every match, you can pick out a couple good things. But as a whole, other than maybe the two... Well, one was a friendly and Novara, I get it. But Sampadoria, it seemed a lot better collectively. Um, And the one thing that I noticed that I've spoken of on the pod is we have... And I think it has to do with being more structured positionally, but our press is non-existent anymore. Okay. It it is it is gone. This desire that Pirlo stressed in his thesis about winning the ball back immediately has disappeared. Yeah. Now we are we simply get to our stations and we just wait. Well, the problem is when you have fucking Barcelona on the other side.
3: Yeah.
2: How long are you gonna wait? Yeah. You know, and then you get a match where you don't get a single shot on target in a Champions League match against Barcelona. You don't get one attempt on target and they got NATO in goal, for God's sakes. Okay. And I'm just like, my God, man, you got PK out, you got Tristegan out, you got no Coutinho. This is set up. It's in Turin. Take yeah. it to these guys to come out of this match with no attempts. But positionally, the one thing I noticed is he wanted more structure. I think. Balanced defensively, and Pirlo has completely changed that mentality. We are not hungry for yeah. the ball. We are not pinning opponents deep like they do to us all the yeah. time, and it's it's hurting us. It, it's it's literally hurting us. This switch where we always go now to this four four two defense, it has thrown us out of whack in the counter. All of a sudden, our counter is also faded at the start of the. Season, I noticed it looked like we were going to be strong on the counter attack, Um, and yeah, it's just I see, I see us this game and a couple leading to it. That desire, that hunger, that drive is gone, and I get it. Pirlo needs time, but at the same time, when he contradicts the very beliefs that he says he has about the game, I do start to question him and the guy that speaks so much at the start about not having a set formation I build it to the players I have well fuck when you start watching the games and a lot of these guys look out of place you start to raise questions as a fan and I think it's I think it's fair to have doubts in him right now from what we've seen he has to be better I get it we got to be patient he's a first-time coach but at the same time Dude, back up what you say. Figure it yeah. out. Everybody else can see it. We can all see it. He has to. Well, it's
0: you yeah, know, and before you go James, it's 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 the same thing with Sadi last year, right? You know, I was a little bit more on the positive, but you know, the no one's saying you got to hang the guy. You know, you you give him his rope. You give you take a little bit more as a, as the mistakes are being made and you see if if he can. Now, you got to remember with Barcelona, they were coming off the El Clasico there where they lost 3-1. So they're going to be motivated. But, again, they had to change the formation to 4-2-3-1 where they played in a 4-4-2 on the weekend. And their their wonder kid, basically, Ansu Fati, didn't even start this game. So, it's not like we were even facing, uh, obviously, you know, you're still facing Lionel Messi, but their most prolific striker was not even, didn't even come into later in the game. And I just think that, you know, I got to give it to the young kid there. I, I want to say his name was Arai. Rayo um, the center back oh, I right. think he, yeah. he played he played phenomenal for them um, how about think, the
2: kid that how about the kid that played instead of Fati Pedri yeah, Pedri was oh, fantastic
0: yeah. and, and and that's what we're kind of looking for you know it's the, the step up and you know I know IFTV made a couple comments on Demiral personally I think he had a bad game um, I think he made a lot of mistakes that need to be fixed. I mean, not saying not to crucify the kid or, or whatnot. We'll get into the kind of the match by match and where I saw that, but I, I think it was an it was a, a little bit of a shocker for him. But James, give, give me your thoughts on kind of what you're what you're seeing with the formation. Cuadrado is a bench player. That's I'm just gonna say that before you go. But that's but go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think for me, I think the reason Pietro was hired was Ronaldo hated Allegri. <laughs> and he was pissed off, sorry. So, Pietro sold himself as, I'm building a formation around Ronaldo. The first two games, he had Ronaldo available. The last couple, because of COVID, he wasn't available, and the team looked lost. So, you need that four 3 Ronaldo's got to be up there. With that being said, I think he's out coaching himself. Where, you know, offensively, I want my team to be this, but defensively, you're going to be this. And as players, especially as I mentioned earlier, a lot of these guys, this is their, they're new to the squad. They don't, usually when you have continuously as a team, I know where this guy is going to be standing. They don't have that right now. So even on our back line, for this game here, you have Benucci and Emerald.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't have the stats in front of me, but what, a handful of games they played together last year?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah.
1: Right? So they don't know where they're going to be standing, and they're playing against arguably the second best player in the world. So how do they, you know, how do they do? There, there was one play where Messi just oh, got yeah. me the both of them, and we're lucky it, it, it went wide, right? So there's a wow. few plays like Few plays like that. Regards to Corrado as the right back, (laughs) that's that's the failure of management. We didn't go get a right back.
0: Well, yeah, we will get it. We will get into that.
1: (laughs) That being said, though, we have Daniello, who actually is a right back. Yeah, but we have him playing on the opposite side, right? Um, I I think Piero at one point thought he was going to have a back three. That's how it looked like to me. He thought he was going to have a back three when this thing started. He was going to have Corrado as a right wing back. Yeah. is better than as a right back because he's further up the field. So I think he thought that was going to be, going to be an option. Uh, that's where this crazy idea of our favorite uh, Federico was going to be playing as the left wing back. Uh, as a sub for the left wing back. Ooh. So I, I think he had these ideas that I like. I honestly think that he thought he was going to go with a three. Uh, not not so much a three-five-two, yeah. formation, but similar, more similar to that. But instead of a traquista, he, uh, instead of a, a regista, he was going to have a traquista with with, with either Dabala yeah. in that spot or Ramsey. Yeah. See, I, I, I think th- that's I originally think where he thought he was going to be. But then defensively, it just doesn't work because the ball yeah. isn't going to drop back defensively prop- properly play that. Ramsey, yeah. Ramsey doesn't have the legs for it. So yeah. who, do you st- who do you stick there? And, and that's one of our, I, I would say, the year after Champions League where we, where we lost in the final where Allegri went with the 4 2 formation. Yeah. That summer, we ran out and we bought all wingers. We got Costa. We got all these guys. And then we, we abandoned that formation. Oh. And it, it feels like similar thing. We got all these wingers, but we don't have the midfield to support these wingers. So, back when Conte was playing with the 3 5 2 and when Allegri was doing that 3 5 2 similar, you have Piero. Piero got the ball. Piero spread it, spread right. the wings. It would go to the wing. Either that wing guy would cross it in the middle, or we go to the wing, go to the strong center forward who would hold up the ball. That midfield will run up and it would create a right. chance. But right now, it goes to the middle, it goes to the other midfielder. Goes back to the other midfielder, goes back to Benucci, goes back to attack, tre- uh, goes back. There's no spraying to the wings. And that's the biggest gap that I've seen from last year and from this team. This year's squad is where is that transition from the midfield to that next wave of players? Right. So I know Del Piero had talked on, on some network where he, he said he thought Scott, of it would have been Scott. a 4 2 4 which theoretically makes a lot of sense. But is Benteker, Arthur, uh, McKinney, and uh, who's our last guy there?
0: Rabio. Uh,
1: Rabio. Are those four guys capable of doing a long ball to the wing or a oh. long ball to, the se- to Marata? And Marata, to me, has been, besides the Ro- Roma stinker, He's been a revelation. He's been fantastic. He's probably arguably been our best player.
0: Oh yeah, but James, I think I think you actually to bring that up. I think it's is quite key because I think he actually did play a 4-2-4 in some sense because you look at today and Quadrado is right up there and even Chiesa Cord- would go up there.
1: But Cordado should not be up there. He's the four. The so problem like the two should be should be your, should be Chiesa and it should be Koloveski those yeah. are the two that need to be up. But the thing is
2: is that it's the same it's the same problem and it's one a problem that Sarri had and it's a problem that Allegri in his last season had and it's the lack of support in the middle. A 4-2-4 you will still have a massive gap
3: yeah.
2: in behind your forwards. You're all you're doing is spreading yourself out. We're going to turn into the same club we were when we were all frustrated which was hopeless fucking crossing into the area. And for me, if Pirlo wants to continue you know and just real quick a point on Demerol I think Demerol struggles big time when they line up as three center backs he looks out of place like it, it it's just I I yes. thought he was much better when he was playing with just one central partner and and he has to play the ball way more in Pirlo's system man. and it's making yeah. him stand out um it's not strong with it right but yeah. Going back to my point on if Pirlo wants to stick with three four one two three five two whatever he wants to do, I think he has to place one midfielder and and I think this is going to be his problem. I think you have to place one midfielder in front of your three center backs, and you have to push with the other two ahead rather than have that one ahead yeah. in behind in the hole in behind your forwards. I think instead you hold one guy back in front of your defense and you use two to support. Because what it'll do is cut down the space from our wingers to Morata and give you a link, some kind of point there. And then your other forward is almost like a roamer who could just attack space. And if it's Ronaldo, hell, he should have a field day. But what Pirlo's issue will be and what this team, the struggles I see, and I saw some early glimpses of it in Arthur, and I was hoping he was going to be that guy, but I'm starting to doubt it from what I see from him. We lack the midfielder that can drive with the ball, that can just take it in the space. And that's why I said today when I was talking about Kulisevsky, I could see him being one of those guys, as one of those two ahead of that holder that can actually run at a defense with the ball. Because when I see him up top or I see him isolated on the wing, as soon as that kid gets pressure on his back, He's like out of ideas and trying these back heels and these flicks. And he's, and he's losing the ball when he tries to hold it. And when we saw him at his best, what was it? He got the ball in yeah. areas where he could look forward. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, man. He could be one, but Benton we've seen. He's just limited when he's getting into that final third. Every yeah. now and then he'll make a key pass or he'll take a good shot and whatnot but he's really limited. Rabiot extremely limited in the final third. So the problem is who do you who do you put in there that can actually do that for us? Ramsey. Ramsey would be the only natural guy to go there but then you start to question Ramsey's box to box ability as well. Yeah. And it's I think that's the issue why Pirlo cannot continue with the 3-4-1-2 or 3-5-2 whatever you want to call it. I just I can't see him being able to continue with that because I think he's limited at the characteristics of our midfielders. I'm not saying they're not good enough. I just don't think they suit that particular yeah. style.
0: Well, and you you need that cover guy, like you said. You need that cover guy that's gonna that's gonna be relieving for both. I like I said again with that iftv moment where they where they brought up the that first yellow. I mean. You're not, you know, Rabiot made the run just before there going at full speed. So for him to not be kind of, you know, coherent at 70 minutes in the game, I'm not surprised that he let the guy run. And, and I think it was a smart tackle to get that first yellow from uh, Demer, which again, we'll touch. But I think you got to go four three three four two three one. I think don't even bother, you know, I thinking agree. about these. And I'm shocked knowing that we didn't have, you know, we're talking about mid- we didn't even have the defensive coverage. Thank, actually, Danilo's been a revelation and a guy that I've ragged on, but I mean, he's stepped up when we've needed him. I mean, he hasn't been you know brilliant, but he's done to the task at hand. So we didn't have. So he knew Delicto was going to be out, then Chilini and then to still push this kind of idea, I think it's nonsense. And sorry, go Daniel. No, no, the, go ahead. What I
2: noticed was like at the start. I was still optimistic. I was feeling really good because Pirlo didn't have them shape-shifting to get into the defensive phase. When he lined up originally with this 3-5-2, it was really simple. You were defending with eight. Those three drop back in front of the three center backs, and your two wing backs cut back. You have five at the back line, three ahead. Like a standard. Ever since he's gone to this 4-4-2 base, it's thrown shit for a loop and much. it's 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 terrible to see, but I think if you wanted to do that, at least keep it basic and keep it simple, so the guys don't have to exactly. rearrange and shuffle and do like it it's too much. I think James touched on it and he was spot on. I think he's over analyzing and yeah engineering the, uh uh tactics of what he's trying to do, and I think he just needs to keep it simple but you're I, I agreed with you and I put it on today on the post four, two, three, one or a four, three, three. Yeah. And I think it needs to depend on the players he uses. Yeah. Because I think if you're gonna have Ramsey in the hole, I think you have to have McKenney as one of those pivots. And you're gonna need we we have to have our fullbacks pressing. They have to support our forwards. So if you're gonna do that. Make sure McKenney's in there if you want to use Ramsey in the hole. Drop him back like we did Emery Chan into a defensive foe just to have some protection. Yeah. And get your fullback supporting and bombing up the pitch. But um, I think he needs to start having like a plan A and a plan B based on the guys he has on the yeah. pitch. It's got to work for him. I think it's a waste personally to have Kuleshev or Kiesa spending most of his time defending rather than getting him into 1v1s and running at defenders. How many times did we see that against Barcelona? I counted once. One time we had keys in a one v one.
0: Yeah, yep, that is very true, man. And um, I think I think that's that's the best way to go. Um, we'll see what happens in the, in this next coming game. Uh, we'll kind of get into the match, and you know, it start, it started off I think horribly. I mean, and I was just reading it on Twitter. Um, you know, Demerol with a pass to no one, uh, basically. Oh no, he passed it to Messi. well yeah he did pass it to someone and thankfully actually Bonucci made a block for once, so he kind of saved us but they were all over us Pjanic had a shot from long that kind of gets shuffled in Griezmann hits the post early within two minutes I think it's an understatement I know a lot of people were saying yeah we could have had three goals because of all these offsides Barca could have had five or six goals boys (laughs) Let's let's just say, let's put they that out one there. Right? Off, they
2: were one-off chances, Arthur, oh. right? They yeah, were just oh, yeah. one-off chances. It's not like we did a crazy build-up or anything. It was literally like throwing a dart blindly at a dartboard. It's like we're just going to try and it, it was Quadrado to Murata on all three and it was yep. just trying to hit them.
0: See, that's what pissed me off is because when you you do get moments where, and I don't know if that like scissor or bike that whatever he tried to do was purposeful to get it to Maratha, but we'll just say for the sake of it, it was. Um, Yeah, I was surprised he like, he like, he volleyed it over in midair. I was shocked the hell out of me. But um, yeah, and even speaking about this positionally too, you look at Dibala, just seemed like he didn't know where he was going. He was trying to help out to get to push to to grab the ball you look at he overplayed a whole bunch of times where he had chances and there was just no it's too it's early but there's just no cohesion and it's like you said it's been like that for the past few games um a couple uh, a couple other moments um again uh demer I, like i said it's just It seemed like the back line was unsure and Barca was having their way. Like like you mentioned, I think it was even once, it was two or three chances where either Griezmann was was going in between the defenders and, and, and taking a shot or Messi was going in. You know, Demirel overplays something because maybe he's not confident in Bonucci and leaves, I think it was Pedri or or Griezmann or Lionel Messi, again, wide open. The ball gets slotted over, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, watch them, like, cover the guy. So it was just a, t- it was a tough start, and when you look at the team, supposedly that's not the best Barca, and they're already pressing that way. Uh, within 15 minutes, to see Morata score and then get the offside, you're just like, this is not starting the way it was. And the first 15 minutes, I think, uh, showed that. Um, Again, we get the the 14 minute Messi switches sides. Unbelievable ball, by the way, um, to get it over to Dembele, who you know goes back. Kiese does his best. There's a deflection. They get the first goal. I mean, that's kind of a you know a fluke. I don't know what you guys thought on the first goal. Oh, I, so unlucky. Think, you yeah. know, it was unfortunate, especially within those 15 minutes when Barca's pressing. What can you do? It's just kind of a a shock to the system. But we continued on from there. Um, Quadrado... Oh, man. Did you see the Quadrado, like, dive? Like, the push-off? Like, I'm sorry. We we had issues with this in the past. And it seems like it surfaces up in these, like, shitty games we play where, like, we try and get these, like, little dive... We try and dive around in these little moments. Obviously, he got carded for it in the second half. But it's just it kills me man it just it kills me that we're just trying you know especially playing against barca the kings of the cell the cell job and uh yeah like like i said multiple moments um where they literally picked us apart and then we get to halftime and my at the top of my list i say no fucking urgency and really that's that's all it was in that game I, a, sh- a shocking stat, DiBala had the fewest touches uh, in that whole first half. Literally not getting on the ball, not integrating. It literally was, was, uh, was garbage. Um, Barcelona, superior movement, that's kind of how we want to play. You know, they're making the runs. Like, again, it's something that I brought up against Napoli. When you look at how they play that side, whatever kind of, if you want to call it Sadi ball, if you want to call it, you know, Gatuso ball now that they've kind of changed Ancelotti kind of changed it a little bit as well. They know where to run. And the press is and so one, we're not winning the balls back like you guys mentioned earlier. But two, we're not really making the runs, and then we're not even precise in in a sense. So it's it it goes to shit. Um but you know we got a, we got lucky a few times. 55th minute. Uh Chiesa with a decent probing ball. De Jong obviously makes the mistake. And, again, it goes over to Cuadrado, our, our, our favorite person, and uh, and he gives it over to Morata. Now, when you saw this one, obviously, it goes to goal check. What were your thoughts? I saw, obviously, yours, uh, Al, with the La Pankina. <laughs> with La Pankina, I saw the reactions. But what did you think, obviously, on that offside? I know we'll get into, we can get into the VAR, and now it's kind of been screwing us. But, you know, what are your thoughts? I- it's offside, yes, but...
2: Yeah, I wasn't on uh, La Lapanquino there. Uh I think uh, yeah, the guys that we saw the, the guys. guys were. It was funny. Fifty yeah, that Morata one, uh fifty-fifth there, it's by rule offside, but it's so chintzy. It's so chintzy. You're killing us. Like it's 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 it hurts, man. It hurts. Uh I mean again, it's just it, it it's by rule. I yeah. get it. And I mean it sucks that there's no context at times to the rule, you know. Um, but I get it too because, I mean, did, for God's sakes, Morata's facing our at the time, right? He's looking this way uh, when the ball comes across and his legs just trailing behind. So, yeah, by rule, it's offside. It's chintzy, though, and it hurts. But what what do you do?
0: And what are you thinking up to that point? Obviously, Barca was pressing again into the way into the 60th
2: i listen you you touched on it for me at halftime my notes were just toothless completely toothless from juve um no intensity no drive no sense of urgency um my biggest thing at halftime is pierlo will be put to the test um for adjustments and man i don't know if the guys in his own head or if he's just so goddamn cool and relaxed all the time that he just can't act. Yeah. But I thought the game screamed for Ramsey for us. Yeah. Um, I just I thought like get Ramsey in there. Tell Dybala to stay forward. I know, like I said, when I say these things about Kulezevsky, I'm not shitting on Kulezevsky. I like right. kulishevsky But he was lost in this one. And yeah. he was struggling as far as touches went, passing. He he was just he was one of the guys that was off. I know there was other guys that were off, but he was significantly off. Dybala was trying. He got into good areas actually too. Right. But for me, I don't know who do you who do you have more faith in turning a game around or being a game breaker? Right now, I I wouldn't put Kulishevsky in there. So I would have left DiBala in there. I would have put Ramsey in there. Just because yeah. Kulishevsky was noticeably struggling. The only way I said I would have kept Kulishevsky in is because we rendered Chiesa useless in this one. You could have made the argument to move Kulishevsky to that left wing back. He he actually played well there when we did put Kulishevsky there,
3: yeah.
2: um, either the match before or cup prior. But I thought the game screamed for Ramsey. I was extremely disappointed that we hit 60 minutes and Pirlo hasn't not only... Put a player change, but he also hasn't changed what we're seeing on the right. No direction, he did. none of it came to fruition because it literally looked just as bad second half as it did the first. Um, it, it's it was it was upsetting, man. I, I put more on Pirlo than I did the players, to be honest. And that was yeah. just me, that was my assessment. I, I gave Pirlo. A f- complete failure on this match man no adjustments no nothing no changing and again you don't have to be a guy a legend like pirlo to see what wasn't working yeah. try something try and put try and help your team try and turn it around to get nothing was extremely disappointing
0: yeah because on the, on the screen too you know they showed the the, the amount of passes and we are about 100 less than barcelona as well as only having about 83% pass accuracy, which obviously went up towards the end of the game when we were, you know, we had a couple nice combos with Kulusevsky, Morata. Rabiot actually had a, uh, Morata laid off a ball to Rabiot when he made a run. And I mean, a little too quick, again, the story of the whole day. Um, but again, so we get into the kind of the meat of the last 30 minutes, like you said, not having any subs. Um, Smart Yellow from Demiral was kind of the the beginning of the end because it was a 3v2 if not make if he didn't make that. And you know, this was kind of like I said, the story comes down to uh coming on for Kulusevsky in the 74th. Like you said, I agree with you. I think Ramsey, even if you don't think he's you know, we're looking at 15 minutes left in the game. What what are you waiting for? You know. You, you, you honestly can't tell me that he's not 15. He doesn't have 15 minutes in the tank. Um, so again, it's, it still seemed even at the 74th as well, that we still stuck in that same formation. It was, it was essentially just, uh, slotting in there, uh, and trying the same thing. And, you know, we, we have again, some more chances from Barcelona. Nothing's changed. Griezmann cuts out, was wide open. Um, and it could have easily been in more goals, no consistency. Um, Dibala's going all over the place. What else did I have here? You know, again, 83rd minute, still nothing added in. Um, Morata to Dibala, Dy- again, nothing. But right after that, we get the Benton for Artur and Bernardeski for uh, for Rabiot. And again, Right before, so what happens is he tries to now go four three three. At that point, I don't know if you guys noticed that, um, but then Demidal gets sent off. So essentially, you call it right there. Um, James, what what are your thoughts on the on the subs and kind of how he played everything up until that point? I mean, it it kind of looked like he was trying to salvage something, and then it was too late. You get the red card, and it's you're, it's over. So uh, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, the red card did did them in. Where I was surprised was just the starting 11, where you have Kulovetsky and you have uh, Diaz, who to me are essentially the same type of player. Why put them both on at the same time? Because now that has taken that option away from the bench. They're both pacey players them coming in at the 60th minute, the 75th minute, whatever minute you want to put them in, they're going to come in and they're going to drive that change of pace against a tired defender and can create something. And that's what happened with Kuliveski earlier, uh, the game before, where he got the tying goal. Um, What, you know, he, he basically blew his load in the starting lineup and he had no options afterwards. So, what do you have coming off the bench? You have Ramsey, who is not going to blow anyone away with his pace, and Federico Bernardeschi, who tripped over himself and fouled a guy in the box and gave Messi a penalty shot.
0: Well, like I was uh, saying, like, I thought it was okay because he was looking like he, he did change it to 4-3-3. It's just unfortunate, you know. Demir dem, dem Demir has a, a Danilo moment, so to speak, where he reaches in when I mean he shouldn't like I said, it's a learn. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to crucify. He had a bad game, in my opinion. Um there's a lot to learn. Now, I know a lot of people are thinking he's at the Killini level, like the Killini prime level. I think he's got a little ways to go before we start uh crowning anyone. But I mean, maybe if you're looking at Killini now, okay, fine. But it's yeah, and then you have Bernadeski. Who? What are you doing? You trip on the guy's foot and then push him down. I'm like, I look at the replay and like first I thought he just cleared him out, like cleared his legs out, and then you see the replay and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you can't even you can't even foul the guy right. So. But what what do you do with Bernard Esky now? He's a player us.
1: who is lost. He's gone. Three- Get him off right? my team. So. Bernardeski, you can't you can't sell him because you overpaid for him. What, what did they pay? Forty. Give him away.
2: My my dad
1: taking the loss.
2: Okay, so Bernardeski steps on the pitch, and immediately my dad will say, "Ma, ma, sacate televisione." Okay, <laughs> that's the first words out of his mouth every time he sees Bernardeski. Shut it off. The game's over. I can't see. It. It's 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 a, it's a it's a highlight reel of errors man it's unbelievable this guy he's like the guy that plays on your on your men's league team
3: yeah that's
2: sitting on the bench (laughs) that's
3: saying
1: man why am i not getting minutes (laughs) oh fuck
0: i think we all know
1: and the the thing with (laughs) bernard esky and and this is what makes it so frustrating for i I know i spoke about it on al's cast before was he will look like this bright star he was on an under-21 team. He looked good. They gave him the 10 on the 10-1 team. He looked good in Fiorentina. That first year at Juve, he was so, you know, he wasn't lights out, but he had a decent, yeah. decent year. He scored a big goal against Fiorentina off a free kick. And you're like, this is this breakout star. And, I, I, you know, as Juve, Juventini, the Azzurri is built around us. We need that good, young Italian guy to, to build around and once Marquise was gone, like I really want like I the first two jerseys I got the next two years were his jerseys. I, I want my money back. I mean <laughs> like Bernardes kits? I,
0: Jesus I two Christ.
1: Kits. <laughs>
0: two. two Jesus. That might be a revoking of the uh the podcast the privileges.
1: I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna go get him taken off and put Chiesa on them.
0: Fuck, man, turn like... the
2: threes into eights and make Bernardeschi bruschetta or something. I don't know. <laughs> but that's
1: that's that's the thing, right? And that's why Chiesa has gotten all this hate because he's he could be part two of it.
3: Yeah,
2: well, I, I not, and I honestly don't believe that. I don't think he will.
0: I, I just I, it's a different Chiesa. player. I
2: always liked Chiesa as a player. I just for me he's a. Uh, just a prototypical winger. And when I heard about him coming as a wingback, I'm just thinking, Jesus Christ, we have that. We yeah. have a winger who we've turned into a right wingback as it is. So now we're going to invest in another one. And it's just, I mean, all three of us have always talked about this with UV. Oh, it's yeah. like a couple steps forward and you always have that hole in your roster and your lineup where you're like, that's gonna be the one that bites us in the ass. Now, I I have faith in Kiesa. I think he's a hell of a player. I've always said his price tag's too high. Um, the terms for this deal were yeah. good, and it is gonna be a purchase because there's no way that those incentives won't be hit. Won't be so right it will yet. end up in a in a deal. But to get him and to offset it that way was it was it was a good it was good in my opinion. And I don't have any doubts in him. I think I think he'll be good for us as long as we can figure out how to utilize him properly. But, man, yeah, we here. saw it in that one match. Uh, you get him 1v1, man, he's a oh, dangerous yeah. player. Exactly. But this is where I
1: think he comes into value, is if we do go to that 4 3 the ball uh, with Morata, the false nine doesn't work. The ball has got to drop into the wing, and then kind of triff, knowing him, he kind of, Drops into more of a turquista role. But then he's the sub, and Chiesa comes on, and it goes to a traditional 4-3-3 as, as your option off the bench. With that being said, though, we already had that type of player in Kulaveski. Yeah. So it's where do you fit him? And, th- and I think that's the whole issue is how do we get the best formation for who are... Who are players are. But, and I think you need you need a A and a B
0: option. Well, ex- exactly. I think that's what it's a this is what we've actually been looking for. And we know when we said depth all these times in the restart uh coming back from COVID, this is what you want to have because when you have the four, two, three, one, you can go, you know, Ronaldo on the left, Dibala in the middle, Morata up top, if you want to do Kiesa or Kulusevsky. If you want to do four three three, same thing. You can move these pieces around. Whoever you want to start, whoever is more fit, whoever is on form, it's a possibility with, with those two options. But, yeah, no. the only thing that worried me about Chiesa is having Bernard Esky. I said, so why are we bringing another guy in? You're just kind of, you know, now it's... Okay, we have a guy that's useless that can be, you know, selling <laughs> beers at the, at the fucking stadium for all I care. If he wants to paint the lines, he can do that next if he wants... But, no, he he's done for me, man. Um, but, so, yeah, that, that's the only thing I worried about. You know, you're spending all this – obviously, it wasn't up front, which I liked. But, again, it's uh, – we, we don't want to get into transfer saga because if we do, it'll be another three hours of all the mistakes we made and who we kept and who we did. But uh, let's get into the next segment. Obviously, best players, worst player, three up, three down. For me, I think it's pretty simple. I would have to put Demiral, Cuadrado, and Bernardeschi and even Bernardeschi with only playing like ten minutes. I still think, <laughs> I still think he's in the worst. Uh, what do you guys think,
3: <laughs>
2: Bernardeschi, I hope can actually play the goddamn guitar, and it's not just for Instagram photos because he's gonna <laughs> need to find a job after this.
0: Oh man, I don't know how Eric does it. <laughs> I don't
2: know how That Bernadescu- I'll give him props. He
0: sticks to I don't know. his it's hey. blind.
2: Man. It's blind. That guy, you can't defend Bernardesky anymore, man. Like it's just what's left for him? He's gonna be goalkeeper. Oh, exactly. it's the last exactly. position for him to try. He's failed at everything.
0: James, how about you? Who do you think? Anyone was worse or or, or slightly less uh slight, slightly worse, slightly better than, than how I, I rated them?
1: I'm trying to think, like. I was like, okay, was Corrado that bad? And
0: then I went. I think was, he was. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. He so was it, beaten
0: like, about seventeen times those, that game.
1: It was. It was those
2: three. Yeah. I honestly, I didn't. Uh, I didn't feel as frustrated with Cuadrado. It, it, earlier, you mentioned that flop. It was embarrassing. But when you watch it back, the guy's got zero options, man. He's got oh, zero. Yeah. Op- so many times, and and this is why. Like again, I. I'm, I'm really starting to come down whether fans think it's too much on Pirlo or whatnot. But he's got to figure it out. I mean, Cuadrado, this is now an ongoing thing, even dating back to last year. How many times does Cuadrado get the ball out on the side? He's got zero options. And we want to rag on Dybala for not being close to Maratha, But the fucking mids weren't options for Cuadrado either in this one. He literally got the ball out on the flank and there was nothing. Dybala dropping now and then yeah like I mean he's trying to show because there's nothing going on Dibala's not going to win a foot race against uh Orell there's got wheels that kid right. that stepped in but he's not going to win a foot race so if we pump the ball up he's he's not going to be able to do anything Morata was even struggling and I mean do we really want to get into a, a match with Barcelona where our best option is route one the entire right. game I mean Dibala was trying to do what Dibala does but yeah him going up against Morata with Morata wasn't going to fix anything because yeah. we couldn't get the ball up there properly and the support was nowhere to be found it it, it just structurally structurally Pirlo just didn't have he wasn't pulling the strings properly yeah. in my opinion at half he should have had some kind of answer and yeah. the fact that there was nothing there was brutal so Cuadrado I mean I wasn't as frustrated Demerol was poor I saw a lot of people beating up on Rabio, and I thought he was okay. I didn't have problems with Rabio, but I saw him take a lot of heat, which I thought was unwarranted. Dybala was bad, in my opinion. Um, But again, I just don't put it all on these guys. Kulishevsky was bad too, but again, for me, Pirlo got the lowest rating because he didn't help the guys out or make any shifts to help Kulishevsky, help Dybala help quadrado who kept getting the ball with zero options i rated Pirlo the worst
0: that's a that's a good point actually yeah no for me quadrado was just defensively uh i just think he made yeah, way too. Enough. offensively yeah. i think he was fine which is always the case yeah. uh, in my opinion like i have no problem with what he does on the offensive side I just he gets burnt like i swear it was four or five i'm like come on like you got to do better than that especially against this team that can burn us but um, and then who do you think did well? For me, I know Morata, I, I think he had the chances. I think he would have liked to have been outside for all three of the, or onside for all three of those. I think Danilo was, you know, uh, was strong. You didn't really see. And then I think Chiesa, you know, was was trying. And, I mean, if you if you want to throw someone in there, maybe you throw him. Um, but I, in terms of the situation at fourth, I think you got to go Frabota and Danilo. I think that's, that's, your, that's your best bet. And then Alexander to step in there. Because he's the best. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys, any thoughts on who you thought were your best players uh, in, in the game? Just quickly.
1: Yeah, I have I have Marat as he was the standout. I mean, not too often you score three goals and they don't count. So, you know, he, he was getting himself in the positions. You know, tippy-toe little one here and there. You know, they would have counted for us. So you gotta, you got to get yourself in the right spots to create. Right. And he did that. I also thought he did a very good job on the hold-up plays, where he would hold it up, drop it to Rabiel, Rabiel would come up, come up with a good run. So he was my standout of everybody on the field. Right. Tack, you know, he made a few good ones. He got lucky. You know, he was unlucky on the goal. I mean, nobody in the world would have stopped that one. So mm-hmm. you can't blame blame him on that one. And then on the penalty against Messi. Good luck. You know, what more can you do? Right? So uh would he have been the best? He wasn't the worst, so I put it. Like Fair we enough. didn't lose Fair because attack. Um <laughs> and then uh the other guy that I thought it was You know, Chiesa was running and, you know, he was doing a press and that's, and that's what you need. We we need to, if, if we're going to, I think, and this is where I think it's unique compared to all these other coaches that we've ever seen. Nobody's ever had their thesis released. So I think we all kind of read that thesis and and expected this glory (laughs) ball that we're going to go see where, (laughs) Hey, I don't have the ball. We're all going to press. Not FIFA. Players get tired. Right? True. So and I, I think he's gotta figure out what the proper proper mix there is. And you know, when I was watching that first half, that first ten minutes, I felt we were pressing. But then we just ran out of gas, right? Yeah. So I think it's it's gotta be a decision. Do we decide that we're gonna press all game? Yeah. Do we decide we're only gonna press when we're down a game? Do we decide to go Full Allegri, where we got 11 guys behind the ball on the defensive zone, and especially against Barcelona. I mean, when we beat them, uh, when we making our way to the Champions League final,
0: we, we had them. the back.
1: We had that back three that was said, bring that pressure on. We're going to absorb it. I don't think right now we're structurally able to say, bring that pressure on and we'll counter you.
0: No. Functions I think I, th- I think the only way you play with a three-five-two is if you have Prime Licksteiner and Prime Azamoa, and then and that's it. You're only those guys are going to go up and down, not break a, a stride, and that, that's it.
1: Does that change when we get Sandro back?
0: I don't think so. I, I I think Sandro's better defensively. I just I don't think you're getting all the way up and all the way down, and and not have a bead of sweat on their forehead. Maybe Sandro because he's white, but anyways.
2: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he can regain his form because he was his best when we played that formation. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I think Sandro now. I think he's got to get fit, and then we'll see what happens. But I think and you can he's... always. I think you can always counter him on in uh, on the back end. Like Defensively is not an that, issue with him. That, that's why I, I'm okay with having that because you know you're going to get Cuadrado going up and. That's just how I see it. So I don't mind ha- shoring up that back end because, again, with this press and and, and, and pushing and, and being more open, more passes, you, you need something on the back end. And that's why I never had a problem with, with him being the way he was. Plus, you got Ronaldo on that be side. He's so
2: one sided, though. Like, it's just like, you know, you hold one of those yeah. guys back, and then all of a sudden, like, even at the start of this season, holy shit, I saw us switch the field more than I have in the past two seasons. And now all of a sudden that's gone too, because it's like, we just,
3: yeah. predictable
2: and just like, it looks like we just keep feeding the same spot over and over and over. And I'm like, guys, like, it's gotta be more collective. Yeah. Um, you talk about the press early on James, and then all of a sudden yeah, it fades, but it's like, it's not consistent. It's like, no. yeah, you got Chiesa running his ass off. Morata will have his spot, but then it breaks apart with either DiBala, Kulishevsky, or Rabio, like it's and then the defense is like playing safe and not supporting yep. them as well. So they had these holes and Roma Roma chewed us up in the space between our D and our mids because our defense didn't support them with a high line. And it was just like, guys, you either do it together as a team or you don't do it at all. And no, it's how frustrating.
1: How many times last year did you see Ronaldo screaming at the guys? Yeah. Why aren't you coming up? And he did it those first two games. Uh, the Roma game especially, I remember watching him. I'm watching him just like, where are you? Where are you? Yeah. And then even this game, I saw Morata doing that. Yeah. But I, can't, I believe it was to Dybala. It's like, wh- like you know, why aren't you pressing? And that's the problem. Is If Dabala is dropping back that yeah. far... And then, so he's now dropped back. You've now done a long ball that gone nowhere. Now, how do we get that ball back? The th- thesis says we're going to go do as much as possible to get it back as short as possible. someone someone's going to show the thesis to the front three players to let them know. Well, the problem is, too, again...
2: Fuck, and it's in his thesis too. <laughs> he wants this fluidity. He wants this fluidity amongst his players. How can you consistently press when every when your players aren't in the same spot?
3: Yeah, you
2: That's... can't. That's why there's this this breakdown. And Morata thinks there's going to be somebody there, but guess what? In this fluidity, fuck! All of a sudden, he's on your left, and you think he's going to be on your. It's just there's there's too much confusion. That's why I think Pirlo needs to just. Get it simple. Hey, yep. this is where you guys play. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. And in defense, just fucking drop straight back. None of this, my TQ's got to drop over to the right wing. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, And keep this it is safe. where
1: we're not having a training camp hurts them. And right. where, let's keep it simple. Because I remember the uh, start of 2011-12 season, Juve was in Toronto. And I was lucky that I got to be in the, the practice field. And that was Conte's first year. And I remember he stopped play every freaking five seconds. And he was positioning Vidal. He was positioning everybody. This is where I want you. This is where I want you. Piero hasn't had that time. He hasn't had no. that opportunity. So now you've got to rely on your continually of these guys. So... Majority of our midfield has already played together So Ravio and Bentaker have paid together already Don't make them do things that they're not used to keep it like that Next time we have these international breaks Use it as training to get that done um, Napoli yeah, they're quarantine the first game back. They look fantastic Gatuso they were still able to train. Gatuso yeah. used it as a mini training camp. So I'm not saying everybody get covid and not not uh <laughs> not travel, but take advantage of these of these times that you have and and use it on those on those players and
2: I think you've got a couple of different personalities too, right? And I mean Gatuso fits the mold of a Conte in the sense that yeah. it's it's their way. And I I see Pirlo as more of that player's guy. And I think he's got a lot of trust in his guys and it might be biting him in the fucking ass. Cause yeah. I think he's, I think he's good. He's given them a little too much uh, on the leash there. And I think uh, it might, might be hurting them because Conte Conte doesn't give a fuck about the name. No. Of your kid. It's his way. And I could totally see him shutting the goddamn training down every five seconds until they get it right. And I don't see Pirlo as that guy. I see no. him as being more like, you know, allowing guys to express themselves because I I see what kind of player he was. And I see him maybe sharing ideas, you know, with guys like individually and whatnot. But I, I don't know. It's it's strange, man. And I, it, it's weird to see it look more promising at the start. And then again, it shift completely. It just it shifted completely. And, and, I, it, and it's bizarre, man. Is, and this is the thing, too, is when we talk about, we questioned it multiple times on this pod is him overanalyzing things. And you know, if it wasn't broke, don't fix it. Right. And he, he tinkered. He had a good thing going at the start and it, it felt like, okay, this is good. But then it was a tinker. Then again, it was tinkering and then it was more tinkering. And you're like, holy fuck, man, you've, you've lost it. Now the wheels are off the wagon, man. It's like, man, if it isn't broken, don't, don't fix it. And he just, it was like, why are you trying to reinvent the wheel? Like you had a good match and then it was like something completely different. I'm like, man, stop over coaching it. Just put the guys the same way you had them in that lineup. Let them continue to get that chemistry because you don't have that training camp. And I understand where some fans think he has to experiment early because he hasn't had that training camp. But the thing is, is like, man, when you see it fail, yeah. He just kept digging and digging and digging. And he still hasn't gone back to what worked from the get go. It's like he's still digging. And I'm like, man, go back to the way it was if you really believe in that system. The three, four, one, two, and everybody drops straight back defensively. Keep your one guy on top. You try and work your counters. Why all of a sudden no faith in Frabota? Because you're trying to get Kiesa on there and Kulezevsky in there. Frabota played well. Use Kiesa as a super sub. Use Kuulashevsky as a super sub, like James touched on. Stop digging the hole and just getting deeper, man. Like go back to what worked. Go yep. you have to have a little bit of balance there. We have too too many offensive guys sometimes in a lineup, and it and it looks fucked up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and I th- I think we did a pretty pretty damn good job at, at assessing that game, and now we're gonna obviously get into the post match comments. But before that, check this guy out. I always forget to say at the beginning of the fucking podcast at all. UV cast, check out the podcast. I'm sure you know it already because this guy's a he's a superstar already.
2: No, no, no.
0: At Jimmy underscore Stallion, another great guy to talk to on Twitter, and obviously at Striped Tarts, guys, get your merch. I think it's, what? how many days we got left? A few days left before those designs go? Yeah,
2: well, all of a sudden I had some people go into panic mode, so I'm going to extend it for the weekend (laughs) for uh, this batch of designs. And then uh, we've got some deadly, deadly stuff coming out next week. And then the stickers and the vinyl wall decals will be coming out next week too.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. And guys, if you're still here, please drop a like, smash the subscribe. Let us know you're here in the comments. And like I said, we'll get into the post-match. I think uh, it was pretty straightforward. It seemed like it was just like, a, you know, your typical after a loss post match. You know, it was we're gonna use this game to grow and improve, and uh, we're playing against a team, a big team like Barca. We're under construction. The only thing, like we mentioned in, in before we actually started recording, that I think is scary is um, he was talking about complaining about obviously not having options and, and players not being. And you don't want to hear that. Like you guys were just saying a few moments ago, I think after Sampdoria, which was, I mean, sure, Sampdoria was laying down, but I think we had something good. The next day it was like, okay, we're going to keep that lineup. Within like two days, it was like the script was flipped and we're doing fucking loop-de-loops and we're going to try this, that. And then you saw what happened against Roma. So it's like, again, like you said, keep it simple I hope he's not gonna be using this this option thing now. Like I really I don't know what your thoughts if you want to tell the, the, the crowds out there what you thought about what he said with with uh, players coming back soon and uh you know guys having to play ninety minutes twice in a week. I mean, these are professionals, right? You 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 hope obviously again it's COVID. We know that guys are not gonna be uh as fit. They had a shortened preseason, we've mentioned it a million times, but you know. We're not in that same grind we were three months ago. You know, we're in a different world now. So, uh, your guys' thoughts.
1: Yeah, and that's just part of his man management as well. One of the things that's that's now been COVID-adapted is you have five subs. Yes, you still got to take it within three times during the the game, but use it to your advantage. You know this week we have... uh, a lesser team on, on, on Sunday and then a lesser champions team on, on Wednesday. And then another game, use your five subs. It's, it's as simple as that. Right. There is no reason when you have the four midfielders that are essentially the four, same four midfielders that we have, uh, wise. So Bentaker, Arthur, uh, Ramsey and, uh, oh, missing Rabio. The four of them. Pick two of them. You two play together. You two play together. You're the next pair. All right. You start this. You two start this game. You two start this game. I'm gonna sub you in at 75 minutes, 70, whatever, 60 minute. Have that. Have that fluidity. Keep them fresh. Um, your wing backs. Fortunately you can't do that because you got Bernadeschi.
0: Well, apparently he thinks that he's going to regain his confidence and be calm and happy to play football. And Bob's your uncle, right? So
1: start him. Start him this weekend. <laughs> show show the balls. Start him this weekend. It's enough. It's a lesser team. Here you go, Fed. You got the start. Here you go. Yeah. There, if he completely f's up this weekend, just give him the PK. That's it. <laughs>
0: Any PKs Bernadeschi has to take. He would roof it. Fuck. <laughs> well, he was full of Zaza. <laughs> if that's the case, then I would just... Him and, him and Kadira, I'd fucking... I'd punt those two clowns anywhere. I'd say, name where the hell you want to go. You want to go to Dubai? I'll get the fucking plane ticket ready for you. Just... Just leave. I don't want to see you anymore. I'll carry them on my back <laughs> like, just to see them go. <laughs> I wouldn't even fly them. I'd just be like,
2: I'll jump on my back. I'll carry you.
0: No, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fly them.
2: The quicker the so, better.
1: So we see now with sorry, Sorry if I'm jumping ahead on you, Dan. No,
0: no, no go Sorry,
1: sorry is looks like he will rescind his, the remaining contract to be able to go sign with. It sounds like it's going to be Fiorentina, but with another wow. team. We knew this was going to happen because a guy his age isn't going to sit around. He still wants to work. So you knew it was going to happen. This is where I am freaking shocked with Kadira. Well, wow, Hold, many hold, hold your horses that on that one. There's not too many other. He had offers. If he still, as a player, still wanted to play, why did you not send the contract, go play somewhere? Marchesio did this. Marquiseal did it. Marchesio loved the team enough that he what rescinded a his club. contract to go somewhere. But
0: what a fucking club! For
1: whatever freaking reason, still thinks he's got something to offer, and still thinks he's going to play his way on the team. The way I see it is, he's sitting in. He's going to practice. He's going to get his six million. But at the end of the year, who the hell is going to sign him? It it makes no sense for him as a player, as a professional. Why am I, why didn't I know? So I'm hoping that in January he finally sees the light and decides to, to, to leave because we did the exact same thing to Mandzukic last year where we essentially froze him out and then forced him to leave in January. But he had that pride as a player that I'm going to go play somewhere. I don't you're, know if Kadir is going to do that.
0: You're bringing up deep cuts, James. You're bringing up deep cuts. I was just going to say,
2: <laughs> I fucking completely forgot what the hell topic we were on because I'm just getting fucking fuming inside from these names <laughs> being mentioned and all this talk. But Pirlo's words, that's what the hell we were talking yeah. about. <laughs> so I had this is the thing that really, really pissed me off about Pirlo's words. He said two things that struck out to me. Dan, you mentioned the one which was, you know, hope to recover these other players because at the moment he has no other solutions. That part is so fucking frustrating. But the part he said before that pissed me off even more when he says our positioning is poor. And I'm like, you motherfucker, whose fault is that? And James, you know, you said it perfectly. And I think back to the days when I was playing competitively. (laughs) Your positioning, okay? You talked about Conte and fucking blowing that whistle five say, Hey, directing. We went into a halftime of a match. We had zero attempts on target with a team that had netto and Net for Christ's yeah. sake. And we come out second half and we get zero shots on target. And then he talks about how poor the positioning was that we saw worse in the first, worse in the first half, barely changing the fucking second. And I'm just like, dude, this is on you to say you have no other solutions. Okay, these players that come back, great, great individual players that will be coming back. Pirlo, your system is failing. It's failing. You can put whatever piece of the fucking puzzle you want in there, it will not click because it just doesn't fucking work. It's just, it's not working, man. Positionally, we are a mess. And that's not on talent. That's on the direction. That's right. on the what he's trying to do and, and factoring in who he's playing against, how they're going to be. I thought Rabio and Bentoncourt for fans to shit on those two guys, were left out to dry, man. What did you want those two guys to do when that midfield is uh, fucking looking like the days of Xavi and Iniesta, for Christ's sake, and it's a 17-year-old... And freaking DeJong. And I'm like, you guys, yeah. well, get the ball back. Like, let's go. And it's two guys chasing. I see way too much ball chasing. The position's a mess. And for him to say that, I just think, holy shit, man. If I'm a player on your team, I'm actually pissed off that you said that. That you say you have no other solutions at the moment. And it's going to rely on these guys. Yeah. What happened when... Fucking sorry comes in and he can't get his system through. It doesn't matter. We have Cristiano Ronaldo, Dybala, all these guys. You have to make it work with the guys you have. But when it's broken positionally and we can all see it clear as day, fuck, that's on you, Pirlo. And that's why, going back to previously, I scored him the
0: worst. Yeah, I agree. I have to agree with that 100%. Um, one of the things Del Piero brought up, obviously, three red cards in seven games. Could be uh obviously I think the Chiesa one was harsh. I think a lot of people could say mm-hmm. agree with that. Um yep. again, th- this one I think was a little stupid from Demiral. I think he's yeah. gotta be a little smarter than that. And then uh who was the other one? Who was the first one it Was was Rabio. Rabio, yeah. So again, <laughs> something Pierlo could have done about it. So I mean, hopefully again it's a not it just looks worse than it actually is, and this this doesn't become a problem, but uh, that needs to be looked at as well because we're not going to be having, uh, like you said, Demiral next game. I mean, who knows what's going to... I mean, I know it is next week, so we should have... Well, a it's,
2: it is... Uh, a fer- it's a a fer- speros- well. I probably fucking butchered that name, but however the hell you say it, but I mean, honestly, this is another part that frustrates me. To say you have no other solutions when you're pulling up draws against Crotone. And Hellas Verona. I mean, do we need to play Delict and Ronaldo, yeah. Crotone and Hellas Verona to get results?
0: Exactly. Come exactly. on. Bro. Come on. Exactly. And it, it's the same. We, we, you got to you gotta keep it the same. You know, you were saying the same thing about Sari, or if yeah. you say it about Allegri, or you say you got to keep that same lane. And that's, I don't care if, you know, you want to criticize or not. It's just as long as you're staying consistent. I hate people that are like, You know, obviously Pirlo is a legend and, you know, what he's done for us. But again, that's kind of why I was scared bringing him in this year is because now you're kind of testing a line that, you know, obviously Conte was a little bit different because it was after, you know, we were trying to do anything to get back uh, to winning. So really, we're in a completely different situation. But uh, yeah, guys, thank you for those comments. We're gonna get to something kind of new, pretty simple. We're gonna go back and forth. We're gonna go James, and we're gonna go Al, then we're gonna go James and Al, and it's gonna be the quick fire round, and we're gonna get some nice like uh, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Edit music put in into the background once this is all done. But uh, so the first one's gonna be pretty simple. We want to keep these short as you can, you know, either one word or, you know, sometimes you might want to go, you'll see what, what, what words I'll be I'll be throwing out there, but you might want to go on a little bit of a rap, which is fine. But anyways, the first one, Forza. James, go ahead. Forza Juve.
1: Juve sempre.
0: Look at that. Beautiful, simple. Al? Oh, <laughs> Forza Bianconeri. Beautiful. No no you can be the same, don't worry. It's not like you gotta be like one or the oh, other. Oh I
2: thought we were going back and forth. It's always moving,
0: man. Inter. What's up. In Inter. Is
1: that the Al first?
0: No no. no. Same order. Go ahead, James. Hey
1: okay, man. Oh, Inter is Merda.
0: Beautiful. I was
2: trying to figure out who you're talking about. Merda is all I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I
0: know the math. Milan. Maldini.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Repeat that sorry. Stuck in the past.
0: Beautiful. Var. Oh shit. <laughs> Ow. Morata. <laughs> <laughs> Seria.
2: Say no to racism.
0: (laughs) Good point. Good point. (laughs) Champions League group stage.
1: Uh, You know what? Entertaining.
2: When Juve plays, beer's not strong enough.
0: (laughs) Beer Class. Four at the back.
1: Four at the back? Uh, I (laughs) like it. Okay, that's a good answer.
2: It's coming back. (laughs) Agnelli. Rebirth. At times, unnecessarily ruthless.
0: Good answer. Dybala. Joya.
2: Underappreciated.
0: Adios. <laughs> <Kidera>. Oh. <laughs> Selfish.
2: can't take him seriously anymore That's as a footballer. They <laughs> yeah.
0: They stick out. Cristiano Ronaldo. Gold. Yeah. Freak. Three at the back.
1: <laughs> uh, BBC. Yeah. Flashbacks.
2: Flashbacks of BC, BBC, buddy.
0: Team needs. Right back. Uh, yeah, fullbacks. Trophies. This season. Cup Italia. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Alberto. <laughs> One okay oh, that's, <laughs> well that's that's it guys thank you for joining the quick fire round <laughs> that was fun man i like it yeah you know you got to spice it up i wanted to do something different for this one i mean you know I'd like to hear your opinion and we'll, we'll be changing these you know one word uh topics depending on you know what this is you know the inaugural so we'll see what happens what we'll be adding in the past maybe it'll be wanda maybe it'll be Cardi. Maybe it'll be CL, CL winners. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. It started. <laughs> but anyways, guys, we play Spezia next. I mean, I don't know what you guys expect out of that. Um, just briefly, what do you see going forward? Apparently rumored to still have three at the back. But anyways, what do you expect? You see Ronaldo playing and how much do you want him to play? Just briefly,
1: it's an away away game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, typically, Ronaldo on these kind of games, he normally doesn't travel. Um, good luck with that. Yeah, he's he's gonna (laughs) hey, he's he's missed what 15 days, 16 days. We have no other solutions
2: though, Jimmy. We got got
1: goals to he's got goals to catch up on, right? Yeah, so games like this is ones where. When he was in Real Madrid, he would uh, light up a guy for like four or five. So I, I kind of, it just hasn't happened in Serie A, right? Yeah. It, it's a different league. So does he come back, guns blazing, and tells Pietro, play me? And then does Pietro have the balls to say, okay, I'll start you. But so 60 minutes, you're coming off to be ready for Wednesday.
0: That's what I'm waiting for. That, that's the and first then, moment I'm waiting for, to be honest. To see and if then, things have actually changed.
1: And then yeah. what do you what do you line up with Ronaldo? Do you see? go back to the three five two like you did against Sampdoria, Put him with Maratta. Do you go back with a 3-4-3-3-3 3-4, and then Whoa. put him with Maratta and Dybala? Or well, they got a three four
0: one two and he's gonna play up top as a striker and he's gonna roam wherever he wants yeah. to go.
1: Either, either way, like this, this game here, it should be. We hope. One where you use your five subs. Get them in early, get the guys ready for Wednesday, and do the same thing on Wednesday because this game Wednesday is essentially the weakest team in the group.
0: Right. Well.
1: It should be three points.
0: We know about the weakest teams, and we know about the weakest teams. I think, let, let, you know...
1: Let them Light them up early. Get, get them off. Get them rested, because then we got Lazio the following week.
3: Yep.
2: I said, you know, when we were waiting the test results going into Barca, and I knew it was going to be highly unpopular, but I said, you know what? Given the way this team has been playing, I don't know if you rush them back in for that match, because, you know... And I said it for the same reason that I knew it was going to be unpopular, which was Bonucci... Not wanting in the lineup, but I said for the sake of familiarity with this team that's been playing so broken, I don't know if you just do that and throw him at and risk it. And I mean, I know he's a freak and all this, and everybody's like, no, that's a no brainer. You play him. I get it, but at the same time, if he goes out there and shits the bed because he hasn't played for a while, like we're risking a game against Barca, DiBala was clearly unfit. Like it's just it's it's a tough one. I I said the arguments there. To maybe, maybe not. Um, That's all I was saying is maybe you don't. Because at the same time, we got to remember this guy's like, fuck, he's 35. I get it. He's a freak and whatnot. But we did see him come back after a couple layoffs so far in his tenure with Juve. And it was a little off. It was a little off. So, you know.
0: Ten shots it took in that first game. Ten shots against Sampdoria. And that was uh, uh, about, what, one month? Guys, and I got shredded for this. Colin Power, how's it going? (laughs) Hope you're having a good day. I've been around for a couple years. You know, I know quite the contrary what you guys think. But, you know, it's not worth it. Like, even they're, they're freaking out over Barcelona. And it's like, why? Okay, he goes on gets a knock, whatever, or is not performing, then, then you got more storylines that you got to go. Like, let's say that it, 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 the game could have went exactly the same way with Ronaldo on the pitch yeah. against Barcelona. Yeah.
1: And now you
0: have more headlines and more shit and more, you know, stories. But oh, Ronaldo but, not gelling and this. It's not worth it. What's, but, what's the point?
2: Yeah, the thing is, is like, I, I just, for me, it was like, I look at it and, again, it's the same thing. I'm I'm remaining consistent with my belief in the fact that we do not need Delict and we do not need Ronaldo to beat Crotone, Verona, these teams. Barcelona, obviously much better, but they were ripe for the picking man. I yeah. didn't think we had to play him to get that victory. Does it tip the scales more in your favor?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: But at the same time, do you want to put him at risk? He's been off for a bit. Like, I just I don't know. I, I said I just said the argument could be there. If he played, great. It's not a big deal. Some people just took it and blew it up. It is what it is. It's just opinions here. The thing (laughs) is, this match, I think, even with Ferenc Verosi coming up midweek, I think you give him minutes. You don't give him 90, but I think you give him minutes so that he can get some timing with the guys. Formation wise, I think, being the fact it's Bates, you have to, if you're Pirlo, Go in a 4-3-3 or a yeah. 4-2-3-1. This is the match to make the change if there ever was one and see what can happen. Um, And put the guys in their true positions and see what can happen, man. I would be perfectly fine if Dybala's one of those three in behind Morata with Ronaldo on the left and put Kulishevsky on the right, put Chiesa on the right have your back four set up and in the middle mix it up and get your Rabiot with Arthur and yep. let's see what can happen just just do it it's spades you for crazy right but if he goes out in the same way Pirlo I would see it as a wasted opportunity um to try something new and and see what can happen yep. um I think he has to I think this to make that if Dybala doesn't play there this is the crazy thing about this there's stuff going out left and right like all these rumors now all of a sudden Agnelli is actually watching the training sessions and keeping a close eye on Pirlo all of a sudden Dybala's is going to be benched because he wasn't poor for two matches after being offered so it's just like guys come on it's like club. there's so much going on right I think this is the match Pirlo needs to experiment um, and he's got he's to find something better because what he was doing is a little too lopsided.
0: I think I'm going to have to take that what you said, though, and probably like copyright that. Just opinions, bro. And that, that's going to sell <laughs> off, off the shelves because Twitter, it is what it is. But last two things before I let you guys go. Obviously, we had the first three games. We're supposedly, you know, decent opponents. Next three were supposed to be the three promotion teams. We saw how those last two games went. November is going to be a key month. We got Spezia, Ferencváros, Lazio, Cagliari, Ferencváros at home, and Benevento. Four of those games on the road. How many points are we taking out of those six games?
1: Theoretically, we should take them all.
0: I think we're going to throw a draw in. There. I think we're going to go. I think that like that this next game coming on the fourth on the road against that Hungarian team, we're going to draw that game and then Ronaldo's going to lose his shit and we're just going to smash Lazio in the, in the following weekend, I think is what's going to happen. And then it, we'll, we'll win at home against Ferengvanos and then Benevento on the road. I think we should have no problem beating him, but
2: go ahead. We are... Uh... That dinamo Kiev uh, victory was the first one in like six away matches that we actually got a victory. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I mean, it was a comfortable win, but we didn't really go lights out by no. any means. Um, I don't know. I, I think if I look at those matches, if I had to guess, uh, I'm going to say somewhere around 11 points we'll probably get.
0: Okay. That's interesting. That that's interesting. Yeah. Too law, lo- too. So you think we'll lose twice, possibly? Possibly. Because yeah, you could. Do, yeah.
1: So, so with that being said, Pietro doesn't make it to Christmas.
0: Ooh. <sighs> Ooh. Hot takes. Hot takes.
2: Uh, you know what? I think it's. I think it's. Fair to say. Should that happen, he's in the hot seat. There's a lot saying that he's in the hot seat right now as it stands. And you know what? Everybody wants to talk about how bad and how obsessed Agnelli is with being the guy that gets that 10th straight, that leads a team to that 10th straight. Well, shit, man. How much more can we give up in the race uh, before it's time to alarm? And there's already the rumors of Allegri fucking getting tuned please, up. Please, please. And I honestly, like. Don't do it to me. If you're going to make a move and pull a trigger on Pirlo, I think at, at, at what point do you actually commit to making change? Yeah, wow. You know what I mean? So it's like we go back to the other ways and what do we go back, how far do we set ourselves back if Allegri comes in and he can't even do it?
0: well exactly <laughs> that, like that, what that's, that's exactly that's the exact reason why i don't touch allegory if i'm gonna go with someone i'm bringing in poch yeah he still hasn't picked up a, he still hasn't but gone that's
1: the thing why hasn't poch like because you know he's probably enjoying life
3: yeah exactly right
1: so everybody everybody's been having this poch is out there he's out there this is the big if he was that great someone would have given the money but the problem is... I, is I, that, I don't think he's well, gotta should. remember
0: COVID, man. Like, the, the revenues aren't coming in. It's not like it is... Like, you, look, we, we owe Sarri five and a half for the next yeah. two years, barring whatever gets settled, which yeah. hasn't been... Which, bef- I forgot to mention before when you brought it up, we haven't settled. So don't think yeah. he's going to Fiorentina anytime soon, because even Comiso's talked about, you know, waiting until, you know, the last minute. So that's not a done deal. So we have... What is that? 11 million still on the books. Yeah. And Potch was looking at, well, I mean, again, there was rumors. It could have been 12, maybe it was 10, maybe it was 15. Who knows? Then Allegri, what's Allegri going to want? Is he going to want 6 million? Is he going to want 8 million? So it, it, it's a risky situation. I was shocked how fast, again, we've all talked about this, how fast he went to Pirlo. But, yeah, this... <laughs> but,
2: but that's that's it, though, man. That's That's literally it. We paid... Uh, sorry during his sabbatical. We still paid him. Or no, yeah. sorry, Allegri. We like still paid Allegri. Yeah, on one
1: support. year. Yeah.
2: We, we had to pay the remainder of Sorry. And all those players come into play too. Not being able to move Iguain, Matuidi, yep. not getting anything for Mandzukic, um, Kadira sitting there sucking in six mil. A big part of the reason Pirlo's there is the fact that he costs us one million.
0: Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And um... That's why. That's another. Like, look at all those numbers you brought up. Plus all those loans. I mean, we'll leave it for another episode. But just quickly, all those loans potentially coming back. Blues Falenza with DiBala. Uh, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. I. I it would have been done already. Like you. It's mentioned, gonna be. Mentioned it's them. gonna
2: be a damn shame. But it's, It is because it is what I, it is, man. I mean. I think we'll you be could set it, You could. You could see it a no, mile. Guess, away. They're just. I'll, that's I'll what they are going to use to write the books.
1: I'll throw another thing at you. Ronaldo's got one more year left.
0: Well, they're going to milk that.
1: (laughs) Thirty years does Ronaldo decide to stay? If they shit the bed,
0: I don't. I hope not. Please, I don't.
1: I I I don't. I I don't see him send him anyways.
0: No, no. Yeah, I know exactly. For that
1: one, for that one year left, he's got one year left at thirty million. I don't see. From what I was hearing was, what they were budgeting was. After next year, after, <laughs> next, after next year, that thirty million becomes now into the pot, and they can go get another player. This is not next season; the season after, because they're you not mean like, you resign. Mean like,
0: so, not resign him. You were saying,
1: not resign him, right? Because now you have that thirty million come back oh, into yeah. the books.
0: But James, to look this that, is, to look that but far. that's
1: two years away. If Ronaldo decides next year to say, "I don't want to stay." You get that 30 million back plus whatever value you get for selling him. Right. Does that save Dabala?
2: Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And this is why I am, again, against moving Dybala. We have too many guys you're not seeing end value out of. Okay. okay? You have two. We have built this. Is, this is where the management flaws come into play and make the stance. That you have to keep DiBala is this reason right here. You have all these guys with no end value, man. You have you're not going to see anything out of Killini, out of Buffon. Nope. They're just locked in. You're going to see it out. Benucci's not going to get anything at the end of his tenure, okay? Um, you've got Morata, we've just brought in. You're probably not going to purchase him at that price next year. He's gone. There's nothing there. You're just spending a cheap loan, which is fine. And then uh, you've got these guys, so you're going to get rid of DiBala, okay? you're going to keep Ronaldo who makes 30 million in wages. And then who's going to buy him from Juve knowing that his contract ends that season? Ooh. Who in the what kind of value are you going to get? And now you take this massive piece. Yeah, you're going to get your 30 million in wages, but you have now again rendered no value out of that. And to be honest, This is a problem I have with the current club is that we aren't in win-now mode. It makes no sense to have Ronaldo on this club at the moment, to be honest. Other than marketing and selling shit, he makes no sense being on this club. That $30 can easily go to three solid players, three solid additions, and balance your team out way better. I get it. Cristiano's a freak. He is a GOAT. I get it, but this doesn't make sense for long term UV.
0: It yeah, just, oh, exactly. It, 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 it's too simple, you know. And I don't know why Ronaldo fans can't, like, personally, I don't know how you can't see that. I mean, if you guys are only going to be here for so long. We have to deal with this for the next, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 years. Um, we're not letting, uh, you know, one guy. You know, fuck us not. Like, look, I don't know if it's true, but there's been some rumors that Barcelona could be going bankrupt at the uh, at the beginning of next year. So again, that could be all bullshit, but it's like that's a possibility. We're ninety million. You know, if that continues, I just think. And think about it like this, James. You, okay, let's say we do extend Ronaldo. He's going to say, no, okay, no, who, no, no. who are you? Who are you? Who are you bringing in to help me? Uh, help me I don't, out because now DiBAL is not at-
1: we're not going to extend Ronaldo. It's what happens next year. He's got the yeah, one it's... year left. That's the key thing. It all and that's what I also think is holding up to the dabala contract.
3: Well, I, if Ronaldo
1: I, I think we comes back and says, "You know what, guys, it's been good. I've had three seasons with you. I want to go somewhere else."
0: I think he might. Anyway. And remember,
1: remember, there's a we we purchased them for what about a hundred million? Yeah. Yeah, oh, so yeah. $100 million across three years with the amortization. You get $30 million, There's still a profit on them. Will somebody be paying right. $30 million for Ronaldo? I'm pretty sure they will. Somebody in China, somebody, whatever. They'll throw the money at him. So you're going to get money from, from that. But that's all dependent on what Ronaldo wants to do. If he, at the end of the season, and it's a shitball season, I'm saying, he says, you know what? I've now gone through, this is now going to be my fourth season with four different coaches. I don't want to be here. Sell me. Then that that then now you have that money to go keep the ball. Up. But if Ronaldo comes back and says, I want to see out my contract.
0: Now well, you're of, Now
1: now you're uh-huh. kind of going. All right. That's- shit, I need to make balance the budget. Who can I sell to make the money? is going to be a loss. This guy's going to be a loss this guy, and that's where the ball is going to be the unfortunate guy where if he's coming and saying, "Well, you know what? I want 15 million, it's not going to happen and that's going to yeah. that's going to affect you know,
2: it. You, you'd be all for Ronaldo signing. you'd be all for it, and I was 100 percent. But what I wasn't for was the club losing their fucking spine afterwards. True. I agree 100%. And that's just the thing, man. I don't give a shit who you are. And I know, I know who's going to come at me after this goes, but I don't give a shit because as a club, as Juve, as their history, when I look, when I think about the players that have played for this fucking club, man, to lose who you are as a club and essentially if what you're saying, if there was truth to it and this guy's like, Oh, he approved of Pirlo coming in. He'd What the fuck does that do to the other guys on the team and in there? It's just like, holy shit. Like, hey, you know, like, Ronaldo, is it is it cool that I'm in the dresser? Do I have to get changed out here in the tunnel by myself for fuck's sake? It's like, no. The, the, the team should always have its integrity, its structure, what it's built upon. All this shit, I hope, was always untrue when you hear about them. Oh, yeah, he's got approved or they're going to him. He's giving the okay bullshit. I like now, to even
1: believe, that. Even I like that to there. believe who's that saying, who's saying that? Who's saying that they went to Ronaldo? Dude, I should. think this is Ronaldo's stupid accounts? No, <laughs> you know? no. I, dude, I, I, I don't. I don't. Not, I really don't think that perfect. they are going. This is, all, this is the
2: same. This is the same media stuff all over the place. And honestly, I don't know, man. Like this guy, I just look at how identity has changed, and we. It honestly look it, you can read it all over the fucking pitch and now Boy. when guys like even killini like he he looks like he's not even like our guy anymore like our capitano and whatnot and it's like all fading and it all builds around ronaldo and ronaldo's attitude and when you see ronaldo down and out in certain matches, and then all of a sudden the trickle-down effect across all these other fucking players where even Gigi, even Cellini, they can't pick these guys up, yeah. man. I'm telling you, we live and die by Cristiano fucking Ronaldo. We are living and dying by him. We are no longer in win-now mode. No, I Fuck it. I, like I say, you sign Cristiano Ronaldo because of who he is, what's is your freak, but you can never, as a club lose your spine
0: well what just came out recently it's actually it's actually a perfect you know it's an irony almost what what was just released about a week ago this
2: pink fucking thing this pink fucking kit
0: and how did the the logo look it was kind of like a smudged piece of shit it was kind of like drooping and you know falling away off the crest that's exact. That's exactly like everything. It's all fading and drooping <laughs> away. That perfect logo that we had on that jersey is all fucking going to shit. And that's I what that, that was the at... representation of that jersey. And exactly like you said, there's no one that's going to pick, and it's not a team anymore. And I've said this in the past, and I've said I'll say it again: teams win championships. You look at Real Madrid that won. You look at Bayern that won. You look at Liverpool that won. Every team was on at every single level, whether it's a three-five-two, four-four-two, four-two-three-one, four-three-three, whatever the fuck the formation was, didn't matter. The, what matter was everybody was on, and for four years, well, yeah, for ev- every year that Ronaldo's been here, we have not seen that. So for me, I look back and say, I agree with you, Al. I, I get where you're coming from when you say you have to make the deal. To be honest. If I could go back, I wouldn't have made that deal. Because now what we know in the future, Juve wasn't ready. And unfortunately, you know, that's the way we had to go. We can't, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. we can't go back. But now we got to build for the future, whether CR7 rap rhymes, this guy, Danny golfer, whoever the fuck says, whatever. We're going to be here at the end of the day. So we got to steer, the, sh- the, the club's got to steer the ship around. Or it's going to be more misery. And what's going to happen is we're going to lose. And then I want to see what the fans are going to be saying. Because we're winning now. We're still winning the Scudetto. I want to see what happens when trophies are not coming in again. Because there's too many people saying doomsday this, doomsday that. You guys are overreacting. Even in just little criticisms. I'm like, guys, relax. Like We can poke at the formation. So just remember, guys, when it all goes back to shit. Just remember what you're going to be saying when you're saying, you know what, maybe we should have got that midfield. You know what, maybe we should have built a team. You know what, maybe we should have got fullbacks. Look, Dybala's gone. Now Ronaldo's gone. We have no money. We're not in Champions League. We're not bringing in that same kind of... you got to now go back. Now the banter era is going to start again. So I'll tell you guys right now, prepare for it because it's not going to be all roses. And if you don't, if the the club's not going to... Like, again, we can bitch and spout and say whatever the fuck we want... This is all on the club. So they know what they got to do. That's it. But again, guys, I mean, we could go on this for fucking... We could go on years on this well, shit, i got- Talk about every about every, uh, every damn transfer, but it's like...
2: Dude, the money, the money, the money... Juve is amongst the top. And yeah, well, money shit. brought in from Champions League. Where the fuck is it going? Where has it gone? To pay Blue. the
0: debts. Pay Blue. the debts. Shit contracts. Like, it... It's, it's not easy to spend. I tell us everybody, everybody wants to win the lotto. You could spend that money easily. Money goal comes and it goes. and when you're in, in multi, and you're in a billion dollar corporation, that money is going and look, you pay six million. It keeps adding up and you keep spending stupidly, and then it just snowballs on your ass. And then now you're at negative 89. I'm not I won't be shocked if UEFA comes around and says, "You know what, guys, as a club, you should have been smarter." We're we're banning you from champion. I would not be surprised if it continues yeah, into the, fo- I, into I the just, following season. Yeah, the problem I, is I, that I,
2: they, they drop that benchmark being set with Man City, so they really can't. Like they, they can't. Yeah. I mean, they can, but it Elan, would be
1: fucking bullshit. Man of the, yeah, Roma. Yeah. The thing now, now too fire, is man. with with COVID too. I think you're going to see a lot of exceptions because a lot of not just not just City, uh, a lot of the teams. They are not getting the revenue that is going to come in from the fans. So you're not you're you're losing that gate revenue. So you got to give them a break there. And then the other thing that made Juve have an advantage over the rest of the city uh, was they were one of the first teams still in the stadium. They built a freaking hotel. They oh, built yeah. a complex. Their whole thing was the fan experience, and they were going to get the money from there.
0: But James, that now only you goes so far, people. man.
1: No, it goes so far. So you can make money. You, but gotta, you gotta, wait, to spend, gotta be. You You have to spend it wisely. And no, but I think it's, we've it's not even already agreed that. on.
0: It's not even that. You gotta go far in champions, because that's yes. where you're getting your hundred million every year.
1: That's the other thing. The TV not, revenue, uh, like, the way the deal is, that... the way the deal is structured in Italy, is that TV revenue. The farther you go, the more money you get. So those first couple of years where we had those good runs, we were the only oh, yeah. city uh, team. We got the big chunk of, uh, of the funds. The last, what, three years we exited yeah, we were... earlier, we got no money. Right. So that's part of it. Not only, is, not only is it the TV menu from that, but it's also the gate money too. Oh, yeah. So a lot of comparing to the exactly. NHL, a lot of the NHL teams, they they budget to break even. And then anything in the playoffs is bonus.
0: Well, like like I said, things need to change. Like, I know there's a wave in in Europe, but there was NHL teams saying if we can't get even a partial se- a partial season done, they're not going to be able to go a couple seasons like this. And that's like saying let's get a seventy at fifty percent capacity. Again, it's tough, and not to be you know like I said the, the funny the qu- the one question that I got was from Nilesh and he says how to manage the stress when the club you love is simply shit now. Guys, I know we're talking negative. Don't get me wrong. We have lots of room. This is six, seven games. The sky's the limit. You know, we have the team. We have a lot of great players. You know, it's we have Ronaldo. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have Dybala. So like I said, I know a lot of people. There I've, I've even seen some pure low outs, and I think that's way too far. That's 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 somewhere I don't want to go. Not yet, not yet. But guys, there's lots to worry about there's lots to win this isn't over i know milan's run, is moving but we just need some good results and, and and to see some actual tangible tangible changes i do think he's on the hot seat though oh for sure why, i think
2: you're out right now yeah i think i agree with you is premature but i definitely think he's I on agree. the hot seat I agree.
1: he's on the hot seat but i just want to address something where ahead, our Tom. team is shit, our team is shit where were you guys Back in 2000, uh, 2009, 2010. That team was shit. That huh. team finished back to back seventh places. Where were you in 2006 when we won the Scudetto and then had to go back and go back down?
2: I will say this I like 2009 games better than that Barca match.
1: Holy fuck. I, gi- I give you, I give you. We have Filippo Mello in our midfield.
0: Okay, so, re- relax there, James. Cal- relax.
1: <laughs> calma, people, comma. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, you we know, I mean, are
1: we are a, spo- a spoiled fan base. Not many. I don't think any team has won nine it, championships in a row. Yeah,
0: I don't. I, I don't know if I'd that. say
1: we're spoiled.
0: We don't. We only have two Champions Leagues. Okay. A spoiled. Now, I'll, I, I g- I'll give you the two
1: the two Champions League. But how many finals have we gone to?
0: Oh, who gives a shit? You lose. It doesn't. No, mean-
1: no, no. But th- God, that's the, the thing. Th- this is what fucking said. Yeah. But that's, but seasons, but that's the thing. League. Like you. We're in the dance. It's it's not like we were in some we never made it or anything. Like that. We're in the dance. We're competitive. Do we need to get over that hump? How easy would it have been during those lippy years? We're in the final three years in a row. Instead yeah. of winning the one, we won two.
3: Right.
1: I mean, I it's so it's easy.
2: Spoiled to say, let's hang on to the standard that we've set. Right.
0: That's where that heepsy. Yeah. He knows um. how to put it the right way, and I, I just say no. But <laughs> that's how you say it. Uh, you know it's okay it's okay to say to have a standard and to say we got to keep improving yeah i I
2: understand like how it could come off that oh you guys are spoiled like you've been winning one up but at the same time i don't see it as being too much to ask your club to maintain that standard and when it starts to drop off calling them out on it i don't i don't see a problem with that it's because we all we all want the best. Obviously, nobody right. wants to start losing and go back to the two thousand nine days for sure. Yeah. but but then yes,
1: yeah, the but time, the language I think it's over the I top. Agree with to you call, there
2: to call them a shit club. Like exactly, our club is not shit. We are playing like shit, but we're not yeah. a shit club.
1: Yeah, we're not. Our our colors are black and white, not black and blue. Just remember that. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but going gotta, back to the, you got to remember too, though. Again, after, after a game like that, emotions are high. Yeah. You know, and that's what yeah. I was telling Felix. Felix, he said pretty much the same thing. He was going, you guys are bandwagons, this. I said, Felix, you got to remember. And this was even before me watching the game. <laughs> emotions are high. You lose 2-0 to Barcelona. I'm hearing that we played like absolute trash. There was nothing to even smile about. You know, tensions are high. You got to let people vent. That's why I say, I don't care if, if you're going to say all this shit. But if you come around and you say, you know what? I was wrong or whatever. We're looking good. You come. That's fine. That's why I say, I don't judge. I'm not judging. You know, if someone wants to be negative every day, that's your fucking, that's your choice. Yeah. I mean, you could do that. But I mean, hey, at the end of the day, it is what it is, right? Look, they're going to come around.
2: Yeah. And I, I, what I stand behind this because, again, it's just keep it the same. Keep yes. it the same expectation for Allegri, for Sari, for Pirlo. Now, I said I didn't care last season if we surrendered all trophies, if Sari had us playing yeah. very strong and we were unfortunate. The problem now with Pirlo and us sounding possibly spoiled because we don't have <laughs> patience or whatnot is the fact that it's how we're losing. Yeah, Go into a key matchup at home. And we show no desire and completely complacent to sit in the backseat of that match in its entirety. That's the part that I struggle with. And again, this is why I think it sounds spoiled, but that has never, ever, and I go back to the identity of Juventus. It has never been in our DNA to fucking bend over like that and just fucking take it. You fight. You fight for the loose balls. You fucking give it everything you have. But now all of a sudden, our identity is in jeopardy, man. And I've yep. seen it fading for a few years now, unfortunately. But, you know, where are these guys? Like, what's, what's with our and – and again, when we go back to management, the criticisms, we're no longer building teams. We're no. picking players because of market opportunities rather than getting the guys that make sense to us. And I question their business decisions when you want a free transfer but it's a guy that you're not going to move after the fact. So it really doesn't matter that you brought him in for free because fucking $0 coming in after fact on a free is fucking $0 at the end of it. And all you come out is negative the wages, spend the extra money, bring in a barela who would have been a fan. And that was the exact profile we needed that season. And we passed because he had like a thirty to forty million uh, transfer fee, and instead we took two free midfielders, which is fine. But the rest of the moves didn't make sense, man. It, it just it didn't yep. didn't make sense. We we handcuffed ourselves. It's frustrating. But again, I see a team making a lot of moves based on market opportunities and just some of the decisions in general. When Juve fans try to justify to me that we cannot bring in halan because he won't get the minutes how in the fuck does this kid not get the minutes on that team when iguain is your only nine reach i go halan you do everything you can to sign him and if i had to promise him the rest of the minutes in the league i would have and i would have had him up top with ronaldo on his fucking flank and said iguain it's time to go buddy and what do we do so we passed on that okay We'll get him when his release clause, well, it's Raiola, man, so don't bank yeah. on these release clauses and all this shit. I know how that goes. One contract uh, extension, bump it all up, here yeah, you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, Juve. Yeah, hey. and then we'll be signing Cuellarella uh, for his return.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, We can
2: still score. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I actually love Quag, So
0: yeah no no disrespect there no disrespect there but guys i think it's just maybe the way i mean again i'm not going to speak for everyone else but you know getting raised in an italian household you know not that we were you know we were always you know fighting for something you're always trying to prove something you know you never rest on your laurels hard workers i would say i think that mentality is completely gone and um it's 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 really sad to see. I think there's plenty of time to turn it around, but you know, in terms of the culture at the club, um, what happens at the end of the season? There is still a lot of time to find out, and I I, I think Pirlo is going to get the opportunity, like the president said. I wouldn't doubt that them backing them, but again, like you said, I think there is, uh, like I said, the group stage only goes to the end of December, so we're two months. These next two months are going to be the basically Pirlo is going to live and die by that
1: and yeah. Yeah. we should theoretically speaking right we we had the game against barcelona we already got the uh, the way oh. every time i look at the group stage is you got your one two teams that are going to go through and your your third team is the guy that you're worried about and the fourth team is an easy win so we beat we beat the third team your your third team tier team should easily win the, the home and away this against yeah. the weakest team. You're gonna most likely beat the se- the third team again
0: at
3: home on
1: the uh, on the next week, on the match match. So now because we had the two nothing loss against Barcelona, that game is gonna be key. Well, I, so I, we I still think we can beat nothing, them because we can we can we can get top tier in the group stage. We're we're definitely gonna go through the group stage. The matter is where's gonna be our placing. Yeah. Now, if we drop points against these lesser opponents, Pietro's in question.
0: Oh, well, like I said, I think there's, there's always going to be a question week to week. Like I said, Spezia, we said Spezia's next, right? Promotion team. So it starts there, guys. Tomorrow, I'm going to be having uh, Davide back on again. Seems like all these uh, young content creators. I had the the young Barca fan. Now I now I'm gonna have another uh, UV fan, and a couple of a couple more of his friends want to come on the show, which is nice to uh, hear the response. Thank you guys so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Awesome conversation, which it always is. And um, yeah, hopefully hopefully another fifty thousand episodes if uh, if 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 all uh, holds well with me and and. And guys, anytime you guys want to come, this is more than uh, my home. It's your home, and it's home to anyone else who wants to come on. And uh, we always have a good time. We always have a civil conversation. You even look at with the Barca fan. Um, I'm surprised how much these these kids know. Um, you know, sometimes as older heads or whatever you want to call it, like to like downplay what these guys know. And and he seemed he was knowledgeable and he knew the young guys and. Uh, It was a good interview, so I hope to, you know, again, have you guys back on, as always, on the podcast, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcast, and uh, please smash that subscribe. Please smash the like. Follow Al on all JuveCasts, excuse me, and at striped underscore hearts. Make sure to pick up some shirts, guys. It goes to a good cause, as well as, the designs are fire, so why would you not want to participate in that? And I got to get some of those stickers, definitely, because I got to put some stuff on this laptop. It's, it's too bare. Beautiful. Look, Edgar Davids. Unbelievable. Yeah. And again, James, thank you for coming on, man. You've always, uh, you've always reached out. We've had your kids. We've had you in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you on many more times. <laughs> so, uh, at Jimmy, it's so, yeah. stallion. Thanks, yeah, I on. just
1: wanted to uh, thank the two of you guys. Uh, you guys have given me an opportunity to be on both of your pods. Uh, with your help, uh, I actually was just elected uh, to the board on the Juventus Toronto Fan Club. Uh, so right now we are in our, our growth stage. Uh, we have till the Christmas season to uh, grow our members. Uh, So if anyone is in the GTA area and looking to be part of uh, the fan club, uh, we have a lot of great promotions that are involved in just, you know, just being part of the fan club. You're connected to the UVA community. We have viewing parties, even in this COVID world. uh, We still have uh, outside of Toronto. We're in the GTA, all over the GTA. We have regions that are not under restaurant restriction right now. And we're having viewing parties that are over there. So if anyone is interested in becoming a member, uh look us up on our website jofctoronto.com com, and we're still uh we're still taking on members or shoot me a message at jimmyunderscore uh Stallion. So uh thanks to the two of you guys. We're actually started our own podcast too. Oh, it's
3: beautiful. Called the,
1: the 6 Yard Box podcast. Uh, so we're going to be recording after uh, this weekend's game and if anyone is uh, is uh, familiar with the GTA area. We have our uh, a resident a DJ who is on uh, one of the popular radio stations, Z103. DJ Danny D is going to be on our podcast. So for me, this is exciting. Go. I grew up listening to this guy. So I'm actually going to be on the podcast with uh, a local celebrity. So uh, I mean, the only reason this has happened is you two guys have given me the opportunity. So thank you guys.
0: Oh, man. congratulations, man! Congratulations. I just got to clarify one thing. So this means I'm guaranteed tickets for life. Is that correct?
1: You become a <laughs> member of our of our t- of our uh, fan club. We have that's part of the fan club uh, ben, uh, <laughs> benefits, right? So, as a fan club, uh, we we get access to tickets to Torino.
0: And one more thing. So are you sure you're allowed to say your opinion? Because I was also thought I also had someone else on my uh, podcast that I had to do a little U-turn. Uh are you sure you're allowed to? Can I release this? I just want to make sure.
1: We're good to go.
0: <laughs> I'm just what bugging Who are you, you talking to? to.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you didn't say anything about the club, so you're good. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, guys. Kind of <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. I was like, yep, that's that box is not gonna be checked off for sure. Yeah, but... no, you
2: guys, it's uh it's been awesome. Uh James, there's no thanks uh, necessary on my end. Uh, Daniel, I want to congratulate you on your 50th, and here's to fucking a million more, buddy. Um, It's awesome. Uh, I love that your club's coming out with a pod too. It's awesome because it seems like it's just coming out of everywhere, and I love it because it's all different views, different opinions, and that's what it's all about. Some people take things a little too to heart sometimes when we share our opinions. It's just how we feel. Um, You know, the Ronaldo thing, it's just, it's just what it is, man. Like uh, these, these guys just need to understand when I say these things, I'm not attacking him or discrediting anything he's done in his career. It's more on Juve's end. We found out, that we thought we were this close and we weren't we thought he would be the final piece and all it did was expose where we were and that's more of what I was trying to say but we get so fired up and it comes out in a hell of a lot different way and then you listen back you're like you know what yeah I could get it why I fired some people up but it's all fun it's all good I love it I love the more podcast the better. Um, and I just appreciate what everybody's doing out there. So all the pods that are coming out, I know that there's another one I just read about today coming out. It's amazing. I love that all this stuff is out there, especially because, you know, we're all Canadians. And yep. uh, I knew growing up how hard it was to get any kind of media surrounding Juve. And the fact that we have it all at our fingertips now and all these great Juventini sharing their stories, uh, giving their insight, their opinions... I love it, man. I don't want to hear some dude in England that's never watched the goddamn club um, that just gets decides to commentate on one game and wants to talk up Bernardeschi because we've been watching him his whole tenure with uh, Juve. And first of all, he's calling him fucking Bernardeschi. Well, do you go to the restaurant and order a fucking bruschetta? Come on, man. <laughs> fucking get the names right at least.
0: The war. The, he's starting a. War, he's starting to get a war right at the <laughs> yeah, end.
2: Yeah. But, no, but- it's, it's awesome, man. I mean, we grew up in Canada, and holy Christ, man, I used to remember the days of the big-ass satellite dish that my dad went out to get because we're going to get all the games, and sometimes you hear this thing crank, and you think it's going to fall through the roof as you're trying to change stations. And all of a sudden, you get this picture, and there's no audio, and you didn't care because you were watching the game, the club that, you know, you love. And uh, it's just awesome now. We sometimes take it for granted, yeah. and sometimes – go a little harsh on people for just expressing their views and their opinions. But uh, honestly, you guys should all appreciate it because uh, so there was a lot of people that didn't have that, uh, you know, and it's, uh, I just respect and appreciate everybody that puts out content uh, that feels exactly. passionate enough to put in the time because we all have lives. There's a lot of stuff going on at home that people don't know about yes. and it's not easy When you're trying to pull guests and you have people in Australia, people nine hours difference, it takes a lot to do this. And I have a massive appreciation and amount of respect for everybody doing it. So that's my, that's all I just want to say. So props to you, Daniel, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, brother.
0: Always perfectly put. Always perfectly put.
1: It's amazing that here we are, three Italian Canadians, sitting here talking about Juve in three different cities across canada and yeah
0: that's it, unbelievable
1: When you think about it? it, it is truly amazing
2: and i gotta give a shout out to uh you know the initiative uh between uh my friend uh roman and i with la panquina yeah. in a world where now we're dealing with a global pandemic these watch parties are amazing and i can't say thanks enough you know Dan you've been a part of it and it's it's amazing who would have thought you know if you would have told me when I was younger I'm going to be you know logged in live and watching Juve with a friend in Norway and a friend in freaking uh, London and another in Scotland and it's yeah. just like and we have a blast and it, it it's amazing it's the banter I didn't get a lot of because it was just my dad and myself and my dad sometimes goes off in his own little world when he watches Juve but it's just it's so much fun and uh, if you guys haven't reach out to Roman or myself and take part it's it's a good time
0: yeah me and James will be on the same uh, yeah. the same one so guys check it out like I said there's so much like where we've come from you guys have put it amazingly to where we are now it's unbelievable and uh, guys thank you for watching I hope you could make it all the way down here you guys know where all our channels are. I think we put it out perfectly. And, uh, you know, as always, Forza Juventus. Fino alla fine. And I hope you guys are doing all well. Ciao, guys. Forza, Forza Juve.
1: Forza.